Well, that's a good way to open, Bass. That's the best bet I sung. Well, thank you for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I love it. So what, what were you originally going to go to Orlando for? Because you were going to go to Orlando and then to here, but then the hurricane threw that all off. Seminar. I was going to teach a seminar at the Extreme uh, Gracie Academy um, from uh, Sunshine. He's running it. It's a, it's, a, it's a young guy. He's like 23 or 24, and he took it over from his dad. It's really cool. Did they reschedule it? Yeah, yeah. November. November, I believe, the 5th. So now I'm going to go back. You're going to go back there. So I, I didn't see this before. What happened with you in Russia when you beat the shit out of somebody in Russia? In Russia? Yeah, it was like uh, Vamir or something. He took him on, and then you were in Sweden, and he took on a bunch of bouncers all at once. I did that in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, tell me about the about how many guys did you take on in Sweden? A five. Five at once. Yeah, at the at stairs, though, going down. So thankfully, you know, but. The problem with that is that when you knock a few out, they wake up while you're fighting the other ones, and now they're more pissed. So, listen, it's all smiles now, and uh, but it, it it was not fun at that moment. What created the the whole situation? Nothing. They um, they were known as the mafia bouncers. What uh, I heard, Yugoslavia mafia guys, and they always were messing with the people. Apparently, um, but let me tell you, I was a uh, I was the hero in Sweden for a moment there in Stockholm. Yeah, because and then they put this was they put my street fighting DVD <laughs> in the newspaper and then they interviewed one of those guys and they said that they were happy the police came because they couldn't handle me. So my sales went <laughs> went to the roof right away. I go, "Wow, that's a nice little promotion right there." But you know it was scary because they threw me in jail. Uh, apparently one of them was a cop because in order to have um, if a security, one off-duty cop needs to be there. And needless to say, if he, he attacked me, so I knocked him out too. Uh, so there was six to nine months minimum I was going to be there. So that was that was a, a shocker when I heard that. And thankfully, I had some good guys there who talked to the to the, to the bouncers, and they t took the charges back, and they let me go. But it was for a moment. It was really scary. And, and what was jail like in prison? Or, I mean, what was jail like in Sweden? In Sweden, well, no, at first I was two days in the normal jail, and then I went to a uh, regular jail. And did, I, because I looked it up, I thought, this is no way. Did I, did I dream this? That's how crazy it was. So we drive into a mountain and the, and the, oh, and the tunnel, and the tunnel stops, and there's elevators. And I go in an elevator, go like, say, let's say, seven floors up, go out to another elevator, three down, go out to an elevator, two up. Like I go, whoa, 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 what's going on? And then I was there with, uh, with, the, with the heavy criminals, like rapists and murderers. And, and, and dude, I, um, when they allowed me to go um, to air, so to say, I remember there was a circle and it was divided like a pie, you know, like at eight pieces or 10 pieces by old fence. And then you had one of those pie, Size little holes. box holes and you're walking there yeah. and I was lucky because um, the the bouncers knew me and uh, they were of course very nice to me they brought me coffee I had tea I had a TV oh you had a TV yeah and then they allowed me to make my first phone call and and a funny story well which is now funny my wife doesn't think it's funny <laughs> before I went into the nightclub 
I called my wife. I said, hey, listen, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be drunk, so I'll uh, call you more tomorrow again. She says, why are you laughing? I say, I'm just having a good time on you. She says, I'm just drunk. She says, no, 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 you're there with two Swedish blonde girls, aren't you? I go, honey, right now, alcohol is on my mind, so don't worry about that. <laughs> so then two and a half or three days later, I was allowed, I was making my first phone call, so she didn't hear from me for three days. And uh, she was freaking out when I called her, and it was with the, one of the, the guards' t cell phone. He allowed me to make a call. And I go, honey, I don't have a lot of time. I have some good and some bad news. <laughs> what do you want to hear first? She says, the good news. I say, I didn't sleep with two Swedish black guys. <laughs> it was the bad news. I said, I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's funny? I go, yeah. I well, it's funny. the better of the two, honey, right? It's the better of the two, you know, and it's uh, and later, thankfully, you know, everything was okay. But uh, like I said, you know, now it's we can talk about it and it's fun. But at the time, it was, an, uh, it was a nervous thing, you know, because, you know, eventually because i was dropping everybody but they they keep coming up and they were more angry and it started with a guy poking my eye this is how it started so they took me to the side no no the start was me walking in and one of the bouncers says are you going to take it easy tonight eh, rutin and i thought that was weird why would he say that and i go dude i'm just having a good time don't worry about it and i'm walking around and bouncing around having fun and talking to the locals and and uh, one guy comes to me and he says hey, you want a drink i said sure and then i walked uh, I, I followed him to the bar and then there were the bouncers and they say you have to go I said for what you're bothering the customers I said I'm not I said who and he said and he pointed at that guy I said you mean the guy who's just buying me a beer that guy I said hey come over here And but before we could get him they already took me and they said you gotta come with us now, I didn't want any trouble, of course, so they put me into in between two doors and there was this big fire escape marble fire escape so like a circle going down and it was a little guy and a tall guy and the tall guy, he, he didn't like me. And he was standing behind the little guy. Uh, leather jacket he was wearing, the little guy. And he started telling me that I had to go. And I said, guys, I don't want any trouble. So yes, of course, I will leave. Don't worry about it. I said, but can you do me a favor? My buddy is here from Holland. He's also bold. If you can tell him that I'm outside, then at least he knows where I am. And he says, you don't understand me. And he starts poking me. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no reason to touch me. Right. You didn't put your hands on them. And you were no. very kind and willing to leave. And willing to leave. I said, I don't want any uh, trouble. I don't mention that again. in the papers, huh? And then he did it again. So I pushed him to the side. I go, dude, don't do that. There's no need for touch. And then the guy behind him, the tall guy, jumped over and he spoke me in the eye. Oh. And I go, guys, I don't want any trouble. Puff my other eye. Oh. And you even you even let one go in the eye. I did not want to have trouble. So once yeah. I had the other eye, yeah, now when you mind, what's next? Right? Yeah, right. I mean, they got to kick me in the balls. Well, what's next? So I knocked yeah. him out. And and it was weird because I remember I hit him and I heard this weird sound. <laughs> like, and I looked on the ground and his face I don't even I've never saw, seen him fighting even his face was blown up immediately but they had these microphones so they were in contact with the other guys and now the other guys came now they're all and running. that guy he woke up oh and he went after my eyes the whole freaking time oh. it was really weird and there was a moment and I talked about this on the Joe Rogan podcast also there was a moment in where I, they, I flew against the wall and there was a like a, a hole in the wall, so to say, with a little uh, fence in front of it. Really weird. And there were uh, broomsticks. What would they do there, right? And I grab a broomstick, but right away when I grab it, I go, they're going to grab one too. So I let go. Because you don't want that fight. Yeah, right? because now Five we're guys, broom, broomsticks versus you. I mean, yeah, that's not yeah. yeah. But the problem was, I let go. They took the broomsticks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So no, thankfully they're the broomsticks. So you know they're not going to do any damage unless you have the very end, and maybe in your eyes, so they just snap if you break them. And it's not like they're going to do damage. They don't have any weight, but still, you know, they can break. They can be sharp. Now they can start stabbing, but you don't know. 
So I knew eventually this was going to go wrong because I I felt great. I, I remember, man, I'm not getting tired. This was so crazy, you know. I think there was adrenaline, everything, the mix. But then I started thinking while I was fighting, and I go, dude, I got to get out of here. You know, eventually, the, uh, I'm going to run out of gas. I mean, there's no way that it cannot happen. And, and I realized, oh, this is a fire escape. I'm just going to go down and go out the door because the doors need to be open. And I remember going down and finally I was there and I uh, was one of those copper things that you push in and the door would open and it was locked. Oh. And then I turned this around. This is like a bad movie. Dude. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, they were standing there. Waiting. And, uh, and until that moment, I still fought by the rules, so to say. I didn't kick the balls, didn't stab in the eyes, throats, I, everything I, because those things you don't want to do because you give them an idea, they might do it back, right? Uh, and it was even the moment that I thought, shall I act like I'm out? But I didn't want. I, I didn't want to fight, but I go no because the guy with the finger in my eye, he's gonna do something nasty to me. I knew. So uh, I turned around and I looked at them and I made up my mind. I said, okay, now the first guy who's gonna come, he's gonna be blind. I'm gonna stab my thumb all the way, and I'm gonna <laughs> kick the balls. I'm gonna stab the throat. Now I'm gonna go all the way, and they immediately stepped back. And I felt really cool for like five seconds because I thought they saw that I meant business. Yeah. But behind me was the whole police force. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you had that five minutes of the parade, five right? Five seconds. Five seconds, five all right. Five seconds, I was really hard. I was trying to say five me. minutes to give you the yeah. benefit, you know? Like. So, yeah, and then they threw me. And I go, no, 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 it was not me. I have the wrong guy. I truly... And they were known for this. So check this out. So a year or two later, I got an... Um, and uh, uh, an email from somebody f from the person who who saved my butt over there, Omar was his name, and from his girlfriend, and um, and they had a uh, show like an Oprah Winfrey kind of show there, and where they would talk to people, and they had one of these bouncers, and the guy was crying, because apparently his boss always told him to do these things, and they put a woman, an actress, in jail for I believe three years for something she didn't do. Mm. Yeah, he was balding. They said so. It, they were known. As very bad people, the spy bar was the name in the Stockholm, and that was it. I, I remember because I the day after when I got caught, the day after I sh would have had a seminar, so all these people came for nothing. So I told these people, I said, "Listen, the next seminar is for free. You just have to pay for your trip, but I'll do it for free for you guys. Just come back because I feel bad about this." So like two months later, they allowed me to come back into the country again, and. Um, and after the seminar, I looked at everybody and said, hey, shall we all go to the spy bar tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody go, no. I said, I'm just kidding. This is, I stay far away from that place. Trust me, I don't want to go there anymore. So. But you know what? Something can be learned from that because with your fighting skills, you still had the discipline within you to avoid that. I mean, how many more times could you try to avoid it? And then at some point, you know, it's like, okay. I've been always be like, I've been like that, even when I was a bouncer. You know, I tell them I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Oh, you're afraid? I say, I'm not afraid. But I, but I try also not to say that because otherwise you hype them up again. I say, it's useless what we're doing right now, dude. I mean, you're drunk. Don't, I don't want to fight you. So most of the time when they're really drunk, I just choke them out and call the police. And then, you know, so because a choke, believe it or not, for the people at home is the most humane way to put somebody down, so to say, because there's no injury. Now you hear all these horror stories from cops and so, but these are cops who maybe they've been showing the choke one time, they have no clue how to do it, and if you do it wrong, I can apply a blood choke on you, you're not even gonna feel it, you just slip away, that's it. 
That's it. You know, but they, they, because they're stressed out and they're in panic, they do something wrong, maybe with the forearm, and now you hurt the throat or break a neck or, you know. But that's not what I'm talking about. A, a good Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, any, any submission guy, any mixed martial artist can choke you out. You don't even feel it. And, and no damage after. No you damage just whatsoever. You out of it, you're good to go. That's it. There's a lot of guys who choke at the end of the class. They choke each other out because apparently it uh, releases some endorphins. Or so it does something good. I never did it. Hmm. I don't want to have that feeling. I don't want to know the feeling. <laughs> right. Um, but but they do it every single time, every every class. Until you said that, I thought it was an extremely dangerous thing. No, absolutely. But if done professionally, it's not. It's You have two, two jokes, right? You have one that got put the windpipe on your throat. Then again, if this ever happens to you, you only look to the left or you look to the right and the choke is off because the pressure's here. If you do this, it's on the side of the neck. All you got to do is turn. Only turn. Turn. It's the only thing you need to do. Now it cuts only this artery off, uh, carotid, uh, carotid artery, but this one is still open, so nothing happens. You see, so with these guys sometimes in a fight, they lay on somebody's throat and then the person on the bottom taps, they go, look, look to the left or look to the right. That's your escape. That's the only thing Just you need turn, to do. Turn, turn, turn. That's it. You're out. Turn. But a rear naked choke, a good one, applied really with the biceps and with the forearm. And, and that's, that's when the, you get them locked right in, That's right? it. And you just, listen, you can do this with your hands. If you just push here, you'll slowly but surely, you're going to slip away. You, know, you just stop the blood flow to the head. And as long as you do, don't, move, don't do it more for like two or three minutes, because that, of course, you're going to die if you hold it on for a long time. But if you do six seconds, he's out. Put zip ties on him. Lay him on his side so he can't swallow his tongue. God forbid, never happened, never heard of it, but it might happen. So might don't do it, and then everything is okay. How old were you when you came here from Netherlands? Um, I was in '97. '97. What is it? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. And then when did you actually get citizenship here? Um, it like looked like it took a minute. I forget the year, but seven years, eight years later, something like what that. What the hell does it take so long? For no, it's it's because I just didn't. Uh, you you just know, didn't like I had my green card. Or, it was uh, okay, and then I said, "What? What happened was uh, my daughter was born. Our youngest daughter, who's now twenty-one. Congratulations! So she was American. You're not dead. And and that's when I said, <laughs> you or know, in jail from one, for, yeah, <laughs> one for all, all for one. But yeah. she's American. Let's all become American because I didn't want to be different. Yeah. So. Now when you. When you think back to Netherlands, what do you think they think of the USA right now? They think they, it's a they, they seem to be doing better than us. No, they 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 have a real bad now too. You know, this this whole conspiracy thinks is going to listen. The the farmers in Holland, we are the second biggest produce country in the world, and now suddenly they start attacking the farmers. Yeah, well, right, What's, like the the Netherlands is ranked fifth among forty five countries in Europe region, and its overall scores above the regional and world averages. The the Dutch economy from twenty seventeen to nineteen turned negative in twenty, and rebounded in twenty one. Why did it rebound in twenty one? I have no clue, but right now, I mean, gas prices, everything is going up. Like gas prices already sure, ten bucks a gallon. You know, it's uh, but but electricity also. Click that top one. That's what I see what it says. GDP, one point, I don't know what. I, I don't know what that means either. Yeah, it's a bunch of stuff. I think it's better than ours, though. It, it well, I, I don't know. I don't anymore. think that's I, hard to beat. They're going to get blackouts. They're going to get uh, food shortages. Everything is going down the drain. I don't know why they're tanking the, uh, the farmers. It's insanity. I mean, why would you do that? We need food. Right? I mean, so you, you almost start thinking, okay, they try to take the food away. The electricity is going skyrocketing high. What is going on in this? It's scary. 
I don't know what's anymore. I, I don't even watch politics anymore because I can't sleep. Yeah, you're, it drives you're, me insane. You get on that black hole and then you'll be done for. Doesn't matter who you talk to. It's always something wrong. They find. I just walk away. But the dog bark. If somebody starts talking, I just walk out. Is that their big export in Netherlands? Is crops everything like that? Crops, yeah, produce is the number two in the world. Listen, we're the smallest country. You have to understand this. If this is Holland, this from here to here, top to bottom, is two hundred miles. Oh wow, that's so, it. <laughs> you see, I mean, so the, we have seventeen million people. When I left, it was fifteen in the whole country. In the whole country. Did you know uh, it was that small? No, I didn't know that at all. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so now, and and you see all the like, especially in kickboxing, we have the greatest kickboxers they all say oh boss you're such a great kickboxer i say i have nothing compared to freaking peter Ayrtsonesto, who's rob came i mean you name them i mean they're really great kickboxers in holland those guys are the man strong yeah. strong guys and big tall we have the tallest people in the world right it's the first or the second country in the world with the tallest people can i borrow some inches yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my daughter's also she's six feet tall same as wow. me yeah my uh my uh my um how you call grandson scott Schoon zone, Schoon zone. That's not uh, that, that's son-in-law. What I'm saying now. <laughs> See, I'm losing my English of my Dutch. <laughs> but he's when I pick him up from school, he's literally a complete head taller than all the other kids. Yeah, yeah. So he's a natural heavyweight. I already taught my daughter. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked. Are you the man your father was? Recent studies have shown that men's testosterone levels have dropped substantially since the 1980s, at about an average of one percent per year. Think about how old your father was when he was born. For example, if he was 30, your testosterone levels could be 30% lower than his. Low testosterone levels can have all type of health effects on men. It can affect your mood, sex drive, memory, muscle mass loss, you name it. And yes, low testosterone is more common the older you get, but it can affect men at any age. So let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in a discreet packaging with next day delivery. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. So, if you want to test your hormone levels without having to leave your home, visit trylgc.com backslash mscsmedia and get 25% off your test using the code mscsmedia. The link is in the description at the top. This episode is brought to you by Fiji. More than just water. This is not just rock. It's ancient volcanic rock that filters tropical rain, giving it double the electrolytes and its signature soft, smooth taste. It's not just water. It's Fiji water. <laughs> We're going to uh -oh. let him become a fighter. Basketball? Uh -oh. Any basketball? <laughs> basketball? I don't know if he likes that. His father wants him to uh, play soccer because he's a super soccer fan, but um, he wanted to start uh, Thai boxing, and nobody wanted to take him, so I, I went to there. I said, where's the gym here? So, of course, they know me there. So when I walked in with the, my grandson, he was five at the time, they said, oh, we'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> so everything was good. He loved it. But he's he's up against 12-year-olds, so so it was hard for him. So he's, he stopped for a while. He wants to get older. That's cool, though. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Fun to watch, too, right? Especially. It's good for kids. It's just really good to know what to do. You know, it's with cops. Like my friend just we, we posted it, Elite MMA Gym. That's an Instagram handle. Uh, from my gym and my uh, my partner from the gym he's in a, he's a cop and he just posted a picture there from two or three cops trying to uh, stop that. a guy yeah and the guy the guy can't even fight he's swinging and the cops get they hit him with a tonfas he's just standing there like hitting him and he's, it doesn't even move he go up and he starts swinging at the cops they go learn how to fight you see my solution 
for for the law enforcement would be if I would. This is just an example because I don't know what they make. Let's say they make a hundred thousand huh. uh, dollars. Let's five thousand dollars a month. Let's say, yeah, let's say for now. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a base of let's say five thousand dollars a month, and you can get two thousand extra if you f- work out four days a week. Mm-hmm. So you go to you go to a gym you, and you click you clock yourself in. And then you give them two thousand. This will force them to learn an art, and then put them in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, put them in boxing, because once you understand, it's like all the fighters. Fighters you don't have problems with on the street. Why? Because they know they're better than you. They don't have to prove that. And if a cop gets that security, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of cops who have that security, but a lot of them don't have it as well. And if you give those cops the power, then they automatically know what to do. Then you won't see somebody break his neck anymore with a real naked choke because now they know exactly how to choke. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that they took the chokes out, that's it's kind of dangerous because, like I said before, if it's you apply it correctly, it's the safest way to subdue somebody. Man, so, so that makes me think, you know, all, all this cop trouble and top, cop talk, if they were trained correctly, right, and then you lay a couple of these guys out the right way, they're going to think twice that's it. They don't need to do. And they uh, now you're confident. Now you say you say to the perpetrator, you say, "Listen, I train four days a week, dude. You don't yeah. want to do this. This you can, can go A or warning. B, right? Yeah, yeah good choice. <laughs> so you good can choice. give him a warning, you know, and then let him hit, let him hit, and slip away. Say, dude, I, you're not gonna hit me, you know. Once you do that to a person, you let him just let him miss and say, maybe most of the time they tone down, you know, and then, then there's no fight. It will be always better. And a lot of the shootings, you know, I think if they were trained better on maybe how to speak to them and or walk right up, because you know, they're, I don't care who it is. Yeah. When you have a gun in your hand, you know the power of that gun. Yep. You have adrenaline or not. If you were trained to, you know, walk up slowly and then, you know, one of a, one, one quick bass move, you know, oh, training, yeah. training, man. And that you, ends all of it. You do this to a friend of mine, you're not going to hold a gun. What? Again, 0.2 seconds. He took a gun now, away. They measured it, how his speed. We'll never understand why they don't put the time into that. Yeah, well, money, money, money. Everything comes funny back police to money. now, and then, and you know, it's. I feel, I feel for the police. Everybody's hypnotized in this bullshit. Yeah, that's the basic. That's the basic one. We want to be secure. You know, we really want to be secure. I had a guy who was complaining to me. I never need the cops. Why wouldn't you need cops? And then a day later, he tells me that he had called the cops on his wife who used to be drunk, and then he was, she wanted to murder the kids. And I go like, hmm. Wait, it's so. So you didn't eat the cops. Yeah. But then I said, let me ask you another question. Did your house ever burn down? And he goes, no. I said, oh, we can get rid of firefighters then. Yeah. Because if your, your house never burned down, yeah. then might as well. Did you ever use an ambulance? No? Oh, let's get rid of ambulances then. Because if you're the great guy, never happened, something happened to you. Don't need it. Nobody, we don't need it. That way of thinking, it doesn't work. And, and then defund the cops, defund the cops. When those are the first people... When they got 17,000 security people around them that are going to call the cops. Okay, defund the cops. Well, you people who are saying that, how about when you call 911 when your kid's sick, you defund the cops. Figure it out yourself. We're already doing where you can just walk into stores, people's businesses, and steal stuff, and they can't do anything. What sense does that fucking make? I can come into your store, steal stuff. For and 500 it, bucks in California and for 1,000 bucks in some other yep. states. So what is that? That teaches, go ahead and do it. It's You can go grab a six-pack of beer, a case of beer. I'm, oh, I need a beer tonight, honey. I'm just going to go down the store and, and just take it. there's nothing they can do. My friend in New York said it's so damn bad. Say you walk in and you want a up. sticky pad. Everything's locked up. Yeah. Hey, miss, could you please open the lock for the well, sticky yeah. pad? Because it got that bad. How, yeah. how crazy is that to live like that? Well, what person does that? Think about that. <laughs> crazy.
If a friend of mine would tell, I had this guy, uh, this kid, it was a young kid, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a devout Catholic, and he knows that. And, and we had this story with Conor McGregor and why his leg broke and all this stuff. And, and, and I explained my, my version that I thought why it broke. You know, it's a long explanation, but, you know, I showed it. And, but he, no, 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 he knew better. Never fought a day in his life, never <laughs> trained a day in his life. Okay. Aren't those the best so ones, I added right? with the words, I said, well, okay, hey, said, listen, I don't care. I'm just in this business for 35 years, so I thought... What do I know, What buddy? do I know, right? So that's how it ended. But now he needed to come back at me. And then we were talking about the fact with exactly what you said, with $1,000 or $500, and that's how I found out. He says, yeah, here in, the, in California, it's $500. We used to all do that. And by the way, boss, my friends, they're all Christians, and they would steal the most. And I go, okay, so then they're not practicing Christians, right? No, no, they are because they go to church every Sunday. I go, okay, let's <laughs> did, break that did down. Did he actually mean that? When yeah. He, did he said that like sincerely, like because they go to church every Sunday, it's, it's okay. okay to go steal. That, no, not to go to steal, but he, he wanted me to he wanted me to know since he knows I'm uh, I'm a Jesus like uh, oh, that, that that those guys would steal money. And I go, okay, so what you're saying is that if you come to my gym and you walk around in my gym one day a week, you're a professional fighter. That's what you're saying. And he goes, that's not what I'm saying. I said, that's exactly what you're saying. Or do you think that you maybe have to take some classes and live like a fighter? No drinking, no sex, no food rights. Can on the holidays you cannot do anything. Do you think that you have to learn the art? That's the same with the faith. Yeah, if you go to the church and that's the only thing you do, and you come out and you start flipping people off, you're not a practicing Catholic or practicing Christian. But if you try to live by the rules you're supposed to live by, we wouldn't be in this crap that we have right now. Everybody would love each other because that's the golden rule, right? Treat uh, your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you do that, problem is over. As an Italian, you can imagine how much Catholic I heard. Yeah. And every single thing is, every the beginning, somewhere in the thing, every single time is about stealing. The, the evil of the hand, the evil of the, it's always, a, there's always something with stealing. They say it different ways, you know, biblical ways, but it was always about stealing, but yet you're, you're a Catholic. Right? Yeah. What is, uh, what is it? Uh, the number eight, right? Commandments, commandments seven or eight, I think, believe it is. I shall not steal. So I am curious to hear, I don't mean to make you repeat yourself and you don't have to go in with length because only you and fighters would understand. So I'm not going to try to, but in a simplified term, what did McGregor do wrong with his leg, or, or how did that break happen? Well, what's your thoughts on that? And, and I, I'm not going to question you, and yeah. I'm going to say you know because you have 35 years. <laughs> can, I, can I say? Can I say one thing before you start? Yeah. And, it, and then you go on your thing. And this is just from an outside perspective, not a fighter, not anything like that. What I heard and what might make sense to me, and maybe it's totally off base. He kind of had a stress fracture in it already, and then maybe it led to the actual break. But go ahead. yeah, Dude. yeah. So, so, so imagine that, right? So there's already a small fracture. There's, I heard that as well. Then in, during the fight, he kicks his elbow one time. No, he kicks the knee from Poirier. And Poirier, you see him at that moment. He, he kicks the knee and he feels the impact, and he goes, "Hey!" He points at his leg. I, you felt that, and he kept going. It maybe was more there. And then he kicks one last time. And when he kicks that last time, what happens is that his leg is relaxed. And I showed that because you see his kick, in the, on a, um, it's a roundhouse kick that he gives, and his calf is hanging down from that kick. That means his muscle is relaxed. Now, it's the same if you breathe in, if you don't flex your muscles, you can do 5,000 sit-ups a day. If you breathe in and I hit you, you will go down. And that's the same with everything else. If I give you a low kick, which is a kick with my shin bone to your thigh, if you flex, that's okay. If your leg is not flexed, well, you know a Charlie horse, right? They do this with the knuckle. Imagine a shin bone, a 60, 70 pound leg, full power in there. That's it. One, fight, one kick, it's over. In my last fight, actually, 
um, I was moving backwards and he was stepping forward. And as soon as he stepped forward, and I didn't time this, this was luck, but I felt my shin bone touch his thigh. I heard click, I literally heard bone on bone. So I knew his muscle was relaxed. And immediately I click and I go, I won. That's the first thing I thought. And he started limping, I gave him one more kick, fight was over. Now with McGregor, he kicks and all the muscles are relaxed. If you have a relaxed hand and I hit you with a relaxed hand on your skull, I'm gonna break my hand. What you wanna do with the fight, you know, you start squeezing at the very end and now it's at full squeeze because you wanna make it solid, yeah. all the muscles so around. You don't break it. Yeah, so you don't break it. You know, so, and that's the same with a kick. With a kick, you wanna always flex, and especially your calves. That's what most of the time when I kick, my foot is like this, not pointing out. My foot is like uh, towards me because I'm flexing it. All the muscles around it are tight. It makes it much harder to break. Plus, it's also for a low kick, it's better because then your timing will be better if you do it like that's a long explanation. But in, anyway, if the muscle is relaxed and then you hit it with a relaxed leg on an elbow, yeah, and it had already damaged before in training, then it snapped on that shin, and then the final and one, the final. yeah. That's it. Now, on the final one, was it a mistake that he made? No, he's just, actually, he's using good technique by throwing it like that. The only problem with that technique is, and I do it like that as well, at the very end, you have to flex. You have to make sure that your calf is tight. And if you see the kick, the calf was literally hanging low. So it was, normally it's really good, but for an injury like that, it's not good. And because he had the, the pre-injury and then the pre-bump prior, pre he couldn't. And he can kick, you know. He yeah. also has a great kick. That means there's some power in the kick. And that all combined. But with the injury, he couldn't probably tighten it enough, right? Uh, well, officially, if he would have felt the injury before, he should have. Then then you know as a fighter, I better do that. That's the same as breathing in and getting hit, you know. If you already had a body shot, you really want to watch out with breathing. You don't want to breathe in in shooting range, so to say, because then you're going to go down. How did you get so good? At, because you have the name Lever Shot. Yeah. How did... Obviously, that's a killer. But how'd you get so good at that? You focused on it, or, or or what was it about the liver shot that that was something you focused on a lot? By the way, so so uh, just so you know, that's my word. I brought that to America. Did you really? You have HBO boxing men's people now saying liver shot. The first time that happened, like ten years ago, I looked at my wife and go, ah! <laughs> because I brought that name to the America. Yeah, did he get was, an award? Was a left hook to the body. Did you get an what award? They it. Never. Of course not. <laughs> But you know what my interest was? My very first Thai boxing class. I was a karate guy. Now in karate is full contact karate, but there's no punches allowed to the face. Kicks, knees, everything to the face, everything is allowed, but no punches to the face. So my defense is automatically here. Then I wanted to become a Thai boxer. So I did karate, but I also started Thai boxing because I wanted to compete. My very first Thai boxing class, of course I have my hands here because that's what I'm used to. And I'm uh, sparring an A-class fighter at all, which is a professional guy. And this guy figured me out really fast. That's why he's a professional. So as soon as he hit me in the head, well, if you're here and somebody punches fast, you cannot come up slow, right? You have to go fast. And most of the time when you do fast, you're opening up. You're opening up because you do it too fast. So after the first combination, when he saw that, he already got it in his mind. Oh, set him up, 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 and body shot. So he dropped me with the body shot. Mm. And I was a black belt at the time, but I never went down on the body shot. And dude, I couldn't breathe. And I asked him, what is that? And he goes, that's uh, left hook to the body, you know? Um, so that my interest started there. And then Roman Deckers, one of the best Thai boxers ever, uh, was a good friend of mine, unfortunately, passed away a couple of years ago. Sorry to hear that. But he was a 
to it. That guy in, in Thailand, he demolished Tyson. It was just an, the, the most... Even Mike Tyson, when he saw him fight, he goes, like, oh, what is this? It's, they call him the Mike Tyson of Thai boxing. That's how powerful he is. He's 168 pounds. But, dude, he kicks people with low kicks and they will fly horizontally on the ground. Um, and he started dropping a lot of people with body shots. And then I went to the same gym as him to start training there. That's where my love for the liver shot came from. And because it, it knocked you to your knees for the first time, and you said, "What is this?" That, you know, yeah. if it, that works on me, who I thought I thought yeah, we always think more of ourselves than we really are, right? right? Let's face it. That I thought I was a badass, but not in that class. I got dropped right away. But then again, you know, this is what I tell people: you have no clue how obsessive I'm at, I am. So I went back home and I spent three and a half, four hours in front of a mirror. Boom, 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 boom. And I would do this for 20 minutes. I would drink like a tea or whatever. And I would go. And my girlfriend at the time says, you're insane. I go, no, that will not happen again. And the next day I went back to the gym and I cleaned out 85% of the gym. And they all thought that I actually was playing a game on them. That is, oh, you already knew how to box. He was just acting like he does. I said, no, I spent three and a half, four hours in front of the mirror. But that's me. If I have a... If I have a defect, I will change it today. If not today, well, tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to do everything in my power to right away attack that, what I do wrong. Well, that, that separates the great from the non-greats. Because I always tell him, I used to have uh, floor seats at the Lakers games. And when Kobe would miss a shot, you know, we would go up to the Lexus Lounge. Two hours after the game, we'd still be up there. And whatever shot that was, whether it was a jump shot, a foul shot, two hours later, we're ready to leave. He, everybody's changed, ready yep. for the plane. He's out there still shooting that same shot. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that after the game, whether they won or lost. It must have been some shot that really pissed him off that he missed. Oh, no. I don't. Hours after playing 40 minutes fast. Byron Scott, you know, also the Hall of Fame. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, I talked to him. He said, I, I know him. And, uh, and he was talking about that also about Kobe. He says, that guy, he was always there an hour or two. One by, one guy said, you know, he was always there when I arrived. And then he said, I came 50 minutes early. He was there an hour early. He was there an hour and a half. Early. And then one time he just really wanted to surprise him. He came two hours earlier and he was already there. That's why I loved him so much yeah. because he just put all the effort in and he never gave up. And then, you know, I, I just saw an, uh, an, an video on him where they asked him what is the most motivational one word, what you would say is the most important in your life. And he says, love. And he says, and love in your relationship, he says, but love for your sport and love for your, you know, because that will, and he's so 100% right, you know, because that's when I, I never wanted to learn the ground game. I thought it was for sissies. Somehow, to me, it's like, oh, two guys on the ground. Like you know? wrestling and, like and grabbing each other, stupid. like, you know. I was thinking like an idiot. Well, we're old school. But then... Then I, I broke a guy's shin bone by accident in a fight and I met him with a leg lock. And I go, oh, this is, uh, this is crazy. And then I found one training partner and suddenly I realized the possibilities that you have. And now I know like, dude, submission fighting is way more badass than punching and kicking. I can, well, no, me, any mixed martial artist can dislocate or dislocate any joint in your body, whatever joint, and break pretty much any bone on command. That's a big power to have. And to mix that with your already cocktail that you have? That's it. So and then I started doing it two times a day, three times a day. I became obsessed in the middle of the night. I probably talked about this on the show. We'd wake up my wife because I would dream a submission, put her in the submission. No, I didn't know you and, going Oh, on. yeah, no. Yeah. And I would write Ooh. it down and would go to the gym the next day and post-its, little post-its that you have there with combinations and setups, the whole house. My wife says, you're crazy. I'm... You have no clue. Like my house, I threw my apartment, had two lines on the floor with tape, 
uh, use painter tape, don't use duct tape because that leaves the mark. <laughs> You'll get yelled at by the old lady. And then I had little little <laughs> strings coming down with wash pins uh, and, and with, with post-its in it. And if I walked to, walked to the gym, I was always on those lines, always walking on my stance and hitting those things. So you'll go to the kitchen, boom, go to the restroom, boom, boom, always, always, awesome. always, just constantly. And now still till this day when I shadow box, footwork is the only thing I bow. What, when the back foot needs to be on the floor, you need to push off on straight punches. On hooks, both feet need to be on the ground. That's constantly, constantly. I've been doing it for 35 years. It's never good enough. You always can improve there. But, and that's such a good message to, to anybody watching this because because people think you just went and you sparred, you worked out, you went into the ring and you did what you did. Yeah, no, 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 no. You don't become a Hall of Famer like you. You were hitting post-it cards 24 hours a day. Yeah. You know, I've seen him with Kobe myself with my own eyes. Yeah. He wouldn't even give Shaq the ball. I remember that. <laughs> he wouldn't give Shaq the ball. He got in a fight with him at practice yeah. and Phil let him fight it out, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. Kobe went up at six foot six, went up and just clocked Shaq and said, I'm not giving you the ball until you practice. <laughs> and they hit him back and they went at it. Yeah. Jordan fought Will Purdue and the, those guys like Bass and Kobe and Jordan that are just hungry. That's but, what I, that's the thing. Like you know, I, I guess I coach youth football and trying to teach these kids, you know, I'm I'm always a go back to the basics guy. So every practice it may seem basic, but you're doing the one step, two step, one step, two step. And they're like, coach, we know how to do this. I'm like, you don't. you're basic, you need to practice it every day. And then you work your other stuff. But one thing I've noticed, like my older son plays high school football. And when you played football, Tommy, right? Yeah. Competition is a good thing. If you have a competitor on your team, you're competing against somebody, it should make you better. Yep. And it should make you want to be better, right? If you got your ass kicked, you're the next time going, I'm coming and I'm going to learn. Or you're going to figure out like you did. You figure things out. You try to figure it out. These kids nowadays, they don't want to compete anymore. There's no, like, even in football, I'm like. They don't keep scores at some place for the kids because they can upset the parents. <sighs> it's it's ridiculous. How can you win? Why don't you let him bet? Why, why would you do that? Because you can just walk up. When I was playing <laughs> football, I was a really good running back before uh, my life took a little bit of a turn on a vacation for a little while. But, uh. I was really good, and uh, I wouldn't even notice it. My grandpa was so crazy from Italy. He would watch it, have the big camcorder, I mean, bigger than him, and he was 6'6 back those days. You yeah, know? oh, yeah, 24 AAA batteries, whatever. This guy got you. And I'd be like, I broke the, because I broke a lot of running back records for Pennsylvania, whatever. But my grandfather would be like, this guy rocked it, and then i watch it. And I would wait all season yep. to play that team again, to run right into him, run right over him. Yeah, yeah. And I'd put like uh, bags up out back of my house and pretend it was him and but just it, run right into. Yeah, it. no, but you have to. But I went right. At, there was no hole. I went right at him. But it even goes like good. It even goes I, like I love that. It even goes to practice with your own teammates. Like I want I somebody hard. pushing me. I want somebody at practice yeah. kicking my ass, and I want to kick their ass because it's going to make both of us better. Yeah, I wanted and, to get him. And they don't. Right? These kids nowadays, you know. And I use my son for example. If he watches this, it's you go out there. Not to hurt your teammate, it's your teammate, but to kick their ass and they kick your ass to make you better when you play your opponent. Iron sharpens iron, man. Yep. That's what you need. It's, uh, as people always in training also, certain trainers, uh, uh, fighters that are in the gym, they try to avoid them because they, they know they're going to get their asses kicked. Well, if I would have that, that's the guy I want to work out with because I know that he can do that. 
if you can kick my ass, it's only going to be for a couple of days. You know? yeah. and that, because I figure I'm out really fast. And uh, so it makes you better. You know, the International Fight League, you remember, I don't know if you remember that one. There was the teams. You had like mm. Team Anaconda, the Anacondas from Los Angeles. And you had a, a, a team from every state had a team. And I was the head coach from the LA Anacondas. You have five fighters, five fight classes, and they compete on one evening against another state. Just like football and everything else. Jerseys, everything. Dude, this, this league went up so fast suddenly. So then whoever wins, like, the three out of five is going to win. And all those guys, there, there were guys who didn't fight a lot, but they started. I think the company was around for, like, a year and a half. And then they started spending like crazy because suddenly they got really big and then they got stupid. You know, they just made mistakes with uh, five matchmakers. I mean, everybody got a job. It was the dumbest thing there is. <laughs> but anyway, what happened was because you're a team and you're training as a team, normally in the gym, you don't want to give your secrets away because, you know, you can still kick his ass with that. Him, I do use this on, him, I use this on. But if you're a team, you want everybody to win. So now if I connected with somebody with, uh, say, a liver shot I set up, now I would say, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing it like this. So, this, But this, now he knows. So now for me to do it, it makes it harder for me, but he also knows how to do it himself. So everybody's growing because I'm giving my secrets away. I took, Somebody took me down and he told me, hey, this is how you stop that takedown. Normally you would never do that so that's why all these fighters when the IFL went away I mean the UFC got an avalanche of really great fighters because they they got good in a very short amount of time and I tell you that's the reason can you imagine if that would have went on for another five years that would have been everybody great. learned everything and then man you'd have some matches yeah that would have been great I had uh texted you about I'm sure I know you watched the Canelo fight right yeah did you know he was injured prior to that his hand no do you think it really was I don't know he said his hand was injured. Yeah, like well, he said he could barely hold a cup. Yeah, well, you don't have to hold it. I right? have to make a fist. So as long as they tape him really well, I'll uh, give it to Triple, triple H, right? Triple yeah, yeah, Triple G. Yeah, hey man, he took a lot of hits and he went the whole way. What do you think about that fight? Um, I think uh, Triple G is, uh, you know, he's slowing down now. He's he's, yeah. he's he's getting older there. One of my favorite fighters still this day, still, you know. But Canelo is just an animal. You know, and the guy is really freaking good. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunately he comes at the end of his career, and everybody gets exposed to it. Thankfully, me, not me. And the only reason was I got injuries, and which I hated at the time. But now I thank the Lord. I go like I'm very happy I got him because I came out. I I went off Healthy. with the 22 fight winning streak. Like I didn't lose in my last 22 fights. That's a really great way to end a career. <laughs> so if you, if I would have had no injuries, I would have kept fighting, and eventually you're gonna lose. Because these guys, if I have your age, they can work out every day as hard as they want. They don't, you can't do that anymore my age. You know, you, you can do a couple a, a week. <laughs> yeah, because if you go, yeah. you burn out. You, you don't recoup anymore. Why well, I asked you, I said, don't you think Tyson could take an hour? You don't think Tyson could take him, right I now? I, and I think Tyson can take anybody. No, oh, I, I thought you texted me back that you didn't think Tyson could take him. No. Oh, I'm, I, I texted a few people that. Cause oh, I was, oh, yeah. Cause, I, cause I, you I didn't said, ask me. You didn't ask me. Oh, because after the fight, I, I said, maybe it was you. Because I said, Tyson could, I personally, I think Tyson would just end him. Tyson, I, I've never seen anything. And I, I, I watched him train. Um, I, I mean, he's my age. It's, it's insane. When was the first time you met Tyson? Oh, a long time ago in, um, in England. 
Uh, yeah, I had to do a show somewhere, and he just came over there, and he wanted to go out. He was talking about the fight with me and uh, <laughs> Kevin Randleman, and he said, oh, let's go out. And I go, eh, no. <laughs> because that's when he was still up and down, you know, and I go, maybe I'm going to get in trouble, and I'm already a crazy guy. Let's not do it. But that was the first time. And then I met him a few times on uh, commercials, that we made commercials for people, and he was there also. We had, uh, like, the same job. And then uh, last year or two years ago, um, yeah, uh, I, I I went to him and then and and then I spent more time with him and I watched him train and getting ready for the fight. And let me, it's a scary guy, man. I mean, it, normally your power you keep, right? The old man's strength, we all know that saying. But the speed goes, like like you see with Triple G now. Unfortunately, the speed goes down. Now with Tyson, <laughs> I, mean, I saw the spar. Nobody believes. Did you see him hit? Like you were, did you actually see him physically spar? Yeah, I was there. You know, yes, with uh, Rafael, the Cordero, his uh, trainer. Does he look also does Billy he look White? Any different from no? Tony? <laughs> he's, I want to fight that he's guy. He's on a like good diet. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, but that he's Tyson. You know, his his way. My stance, my fighting stance, is his fighting stance. And the reason is because he almost has equal power in the left and the right. And the reason of that is he has an open stance. Now, when everybody goes, you're your opener and you're gonna, you're, you expose your body. That's such a sissy, wimpy thing to say because did Tyson ever go down to the body? No, me? No. Uh, Roman Degas? No. Chuck Liddell? Nobody went down to the body, but we're all standing wide open. So how would, why do, you see, but what happens is once you're open like that, your defense automatically becomes better because that's how you fight. I start blocking with my elbows, the body shots. You know, but everything else becomes much better. And kickboxing also, checking low kicks. In my stance, so easy. In blading, you can't. You know, and a jab, a jab becomes a straight punch if you stand like this. Now I can literally turn my upper body, push him on the back foot, that's yeah. a straight punch. I had a crash test dummy, and I think this was 92% compared to my right. Mm. Wow. And that was in the same stance. There was not even switching stances. Yeah. You're like, how can you generate so much power? I said, it's the stance. I go, Nobody's waking up. Please do it, you know, because, and it's also the best way to move, you know, uh, and, and nobody, nobody can tell me it's not. These are physics. You cannot deny it. The best thing I had one time was uh, with the body action system, right? We, the, 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 the punching, kicking thing. We talk about that later also. I was promoting that and I was with a bunch of actors who were there and some fighters uh, because they all had to hit the thing. And there was one trainer who never did anything in martial arts, but he was a trainer to the stars. He was training Billy Crystal, like all these famous people. There's a really good understanding of the human body. And we were talking about my stance and he said, can I ask you something? He says, I said, of course. And he said, what is the difference? I said, well, normally people like to stand in this way, a blading stance. I said, my stance is wide open and I showed him. So if you have a square box, one foot is in the left top corner and the right bottom corner is my other foot. And the first thing he says, he says, yeah, because now we can equally move forward and backwards. And I go, you see, he's not polluted by all these Boxing coaches that telling you no, yeah. it's just reality because nobody can say that's not true. If you stand like this, really good for forward and backwards movement, right? This really good for side movement. This is literally the middle. It's science. It's, it. it's, 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 it's science of the body, right? And then you look at the guys like Tyson, and you go like, why can he generate so much force? And with Tyson, everything he does is upper body rotation, and he found a way to rotate his body so fast, his contraction in his core. That's why he can just, every, if he throws three left hooks and he goes pop, pop, pop in the slow motion, you see him doing this, boom, all the way. He loads him, reloads him the whole time. It's not this, one, two, three. It's complete it's body work. Unloading whoop, whoop, whoop. haymakers. It is so powerful, but that's his core. He's got this very fast contracting core 
And that's why he's so powerful. So he'll fight Logan, right? Well, that, gonna, guy, that guy's crazy. Yeah. He, he should go to a therapist before he makes that Well, decision. I, I got to tell him, man, the Logan brothers, people can say whatever they want, but- Tyson? They got some- No. Smart money. They got I, some cojones because against Tyson- Well, they're going to need it for brain- uh, I don't know if they signed uh, a contract where he says the other way. I heard they did. Because he, if you th let Tyson go, this is going to be a very bad <laughs> evening for Logan Paul. <laughs> I hope you fight. Do you think there's any shot that, the, that the, we'll see a, a Tyson Canelo? Any shot. No, the, the weight is too different. And uh, Canelo wouldn't do that. That's too much weight difference. And he knows that as well. Like I, I, Tyson against uh, Tyson Fury. Oh, I would, you know, I'd like that. That would be badass fight. You think that would, what are the odds? Fury's well, you're, they're, you're they're, the only one that would have the good odds. On, they they would be good. I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury would do it. You think you know? Tyson would? Yeah, because Tyson Fury and uh, uh, Tyson would also. <laughs> Listen, Tyson like Fury is named after Tyson. <laughs> yeah. You know, he had That's the right. utmost respect. I saw these guys talk to each other also, so they, there's the utmost respect, and, and I truly believe, you know. But the, a friendship like that, it doesn't matter. I fought friends in the ring, you know, as soon as you fight that, that friendship. And I go to them before the fight. I say, listen, let's drink a beer afterwards. But I'm going to try to knock you out. I hope you do the same with me. Yes, let's shake hands on it. And that's what you do. And then you just go for it, you know? You so right here, right now, Bass, give me your prediction. Are we going to ever see uh, Tyson and Tyson fight? Oh, it... <laughs> That'd be awesome. You know what? That could be the biggest pay-per-view ever. That'd ever. be awesome. That could be, that could be a moneymaker for both these guys. They can walk away with I'm a couple of hundred a million each. Easily. I'm Easily. Who would buy that? that? I mean, I, I would say... I want to buy the first row, which is going to be sold out in in minutes. Seconds. Who do you got? Do you <laughs> what, got? what are the odds? What are the odds it happens first? What are the odds? One to a hundred percent. I think it's at least fifty percent. I, I do, if if he comes out and he knocks out Logan Paul and it's easy, and uh, I truly believe there's a high chance he would do that. I know Tyson. Uh, not that I know him as a, a complete friend, and <laughs> but he's an he's a guy who is 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 an athlete, and and it's a very competitive thing, and with him. He sees what he can do. He didn't slow down a bit. No. Why wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> right? I remember him saying, I almost had him in here, and he ran out of weed. Oh. I went all the way to Orlando to get him, right? Yeah. All the way to get him, we were going to talk with Bobby Chez. Yeah. You know, Bobby Chez is really good friends with him. Uh, stuck up for him in that case, you know. Yeah. And that's how I got to meet him. And he ran out of weed and left. I was 15 minutes away. Oh, too bad. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I also, my you know now from the podcast. Yeah. He's an... Uh, He's a deep thinker, man. Oh, very like, smart. You cannot say that, oh, he's a fighter, he doesn't, he's not smart. No, he's, he's a very smart, smart guy. He, yes. he knows his history as good as anybody. Yep. Who wins that fight? Yeah, I don't want to even do a prediction there because Tyson Fury never lost, right? Let's face it here. And he's got his reach and reach. he's going to try to keep him on the outside, but as soon as Tyson is within the reach, that it's a problem for anybody. I mean, gotta keep him who can hit as hard as Tyson? Name one. Nobody. <laughs> There's nobody. Even at his age, yeah. nobody. I think I saw the thing. He was in at like, what, 90 pounds? Oh, way After more. After more? Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, pressure, I already hit like 2,300. So Tyson oh. is a 4,000 or something. Yeah, they broke it down. It's oh got to be. Yeah. <laughs> Break your school. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, no. He's, uh, they, go, they always told me, you want to box him for like $6 million? He says, no. Why not? I go, he can literally kill you if something <laughs> goes. I mean, just just mad and fighting is a different thing, right? If I if I can allow type, uh, takedowns and, you know, <laughs> I will be on him so fast. <laughs> I will, you know, I will. What happened with that? There was just a boxer. I don't know if you saw it. He, he died after the fight. 
um, recently, mm. and I don't I don't know what happened, but he literally died after the fight. I don't know if he was getting hits to the back of the head, like rapid oh, punches. I heard about that. Yeah, in the hospital, yeah, he passed away already. He right? passed away in the hospital because he was just getting, I guess, illegal hits to the back of the skull. Yeah. I mean, she did you see how it is. I'll look it up. Yeah, I and uh, you were on Rogan a bunch of times. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. When was the first time you were on? You remember? Oh, it's a long time ago. Uh, when he pretty much just started his podcast, when he was just like two years in or so. You know, and uh, I just went home one time. And it was cool because he also, he said, we well, had the best numbers he ever had at that time. And it was cool. So I, I met on a, part, uh, a few times with him. And uh, Yeah, that's what I, I had seen when I was researching you for this one. I had said that uh, when you had come on at the time, whichever number it was, you had brought the, the most numbers ever at that time. Oh, well, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, man. That's, that's a good thing. He's the GOAT right it's now. It's really cool. Like, yep. No, he's a, he's a, I mean, his, his. Like he always says in interviews, right? He says, I'm not a smart guy, but I just, for somehow he says, whatever I read, I retain. So he knows everything about everything. I mean, you, ask him anything, you know? He has no notes in front of him. I mean, I don't see him. Any, and and he just lets the, the, the interview go. And wherever the person takes him, I mean, if you go head to head with a Jordan Peterson, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Man, that's go, tough. That's tough. That's real tough. You know, I would love to interview that guy, you know? That's an... Uh, Okay, remarkable, remarkable person, uh, Jonah Peterson. You, you want to come when he comes? Are you going to have him on the yeah, show? Yeah, right now we're going back and forth with dates. Oh, wow. That yeah. would be something. You're invited. Absolutely. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's... He, he's uh, a lot of uh, reading before that one. Boom. Just <laughs> yeah. truth and just this is what it is. I like that. What he says is not made up. It's all backed up by science and all, you know, you, yeah. you can't dispute it. It's not and, this uh, theory thing, right? That's it. Yeah. A very nice way of talking to oh, South African boxer who suffered brain injury during fight. I, I can't even say that. Anymore. You know, this is again, um, and for the, uh, I know a lot of martial arts people are probably watching and they know what I'm going to say. The boxing with the eight count and all that stuff is very dangerous. You know, an eight count means that if you get that, you that means you, you want to stop, your body says no more. No, let's give him 10 seconds and I can get out. And sometimes, yeah, but boss, sometimes that guy, he wins the fight. Yeah, but it's still, it's not healthy. It's simply not healthy. And and if you have like three knockdowns, four knockdowns, that is freaking brain damage. It's really bad. And not only that, like in mixed martial arts, one day we grapple, one day we wrestle, one day we do spar. You know, I mean, there's less sparring and less punishment to the head. Boxing, 90% of the punches thrown are to the head, also in training. These guys do 150 rounds before for a match. 150 rounds of getting hit in the head. It's not good. And then you start dehydrating. And dehydrating means all the fluids in the body go, including your brain fluids. So now that airbag, water bag in this case, isn't there anymore. So now it, it's just going in the head. And then just before, once you start cutting weight, and you're still sparring. And you know, and that's what I'm saying to these people also. Um, sometimes they go the last three weeks, go to a high altitude. As a boxer, never do that. If you want to do that, go 10 weeks out and start very slowly because what happens once you get there, your mind slows down so much because there's no oxygen. I mean, it's like way less oxygen in the air, so everything slows down. You're going to get hit more because your reflexes are going to go down. It's very dangerous. A lot of these I read a lot of boxes coaches, about doing that and UFC guys too, going up real high altitudes. No, listen, if you live in Denver, yeah. that's a different story. You live there. You're used to it. But don't do it for three weeks. If you want to do it, go at least, I would say, 10 weeks to make it very safe. And in the first two weeks, don't spar. Just get used to the altitude, to the, to the oxygen. And once it's there, because 
all these Olympic level athletes, right, or the trainers, they don't do high altitude anymore because you have less productive workouts. So what they do, they build a high altitude home at sea level. So now these, these, these athletes, they live in the house, they eat in the house, do everything in the house except the workouts. So two times or three times a day, they go out for an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it is, they work out, they have the best workout because they have all the oxygen the body needs, you know, and especially with sports like boxing or, or, or fighting, you want to be very sharp because in training, you don't want to get hit, right? And then they go back into the house and because you live there, you still spark the red blood cell count and then you still have uh, a better stamina. Everything's balanced out. You're adapted to it, and you have better stamina. That's it. Right? And a lot of these guys they sleep in high altitude home uh, tents, you know. And and a lot of these guys they wake up, and I heard you Usain Bolt, even a, a, a very smart trainer yeah. that I have, wakes up in the morning. That's all. First thing they do, it's the uh, uh, inspiratory muscle training. Same thing as the auto trainer. This thing. Yep. Is the first thing they do. Training the breathing muscles. If you're an athlete, you don't train your breathing muscles and your trainer didn't say you have to train them, leave the trainer. That's what I'm saying. All the high endurance, uh, super athlete endurance for, for, uh, for stamina is the first thing they do. They look at your breathing and if that's not correct, they will first teach you how to breathe the correct. This thing forces you to breathe the correct way. You get up to five times more oxygen, changes you. And I don't understand these people why they don't see that. And all these guys need oxygen and they're all complaining about Tony Ferguson, not complaining, but oh, how does he have such a great stamina? Oh, look at him breathe. There's no shoulder raising. He's constantly breathing only his core. So you can get it too. It's just freaking doing it. Just but do they it. don't. Because yeah. I've been breathing my whole life. I know how to breathe. You don't. Yeah. You I don't. didn't know when I was fighting. You don't know. 95%. You can look at Google how many people breathe incorrectly. It will pop up. It will 95%. That's how many. You know what? I was just thinking of something when you were talking about in boxing, calling fights. When I was fighting, I used to watch the tape of Ali in Cleveland. Ali in Cleveland. I forget Cleveland's first name. You ever see that fight, Rob? No. You know what fight I'm talking about? It was no. right before in he Cleveland went. Cleveland or? I forget his first name. It was Muhammad Ali and, and uh, somebody Cleveland. It was right. I think it was his last fight before that whole draft thing. And uh, and that's a case where Ali knocked this guy down five fucking times. Cleveland Williams. Cle Cleveland Williams. Is that what? Cleveland Williams. Yep. Five times. And they, they didn't call it until the fifth time. Yep. And I mean, and you know my uh, Ali in his prime before that draft. Scary. I mean, and we were watching because of, of what you had said earlier, footwork. Yeah. Because he would go boom, boom, and then that guy was coming, and he waited for the guy to come, and just well, and, and, and I know it's only I know it's only a movie, but like Rocky, right? When they should have stopped, and you know he, Apollo dies. But did you watch the Dolphins game or see the highlights yeah. from this past week? Have you seen the Dolphins game? So, to a to a the quarterback, the week before he got hit and when he got up he was like walking like crooked like all weird and they pulled him out of the game to check if he had a concussion and they cleared him and they put him back in the game so there was a big controversy you know that's a concussion he he was even grabbing at his head like this with his hands uh, yeah, yeah. and they said no no he had a back injury it was his back and the commentator's like, if makes you total hurt, sense. If, if he you hurt his your, head. Correct. If you hurt your back, your hand goes to your back. Yeah. He's grabbing his head. He's all disoriented. They let him back in the game. The next week, he got clocked again. He got thrown backwards on his head, and it was the weirdest thing. I'll, I'll pull up the picture in a second. He like his 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 hands went like this, and it looked you know it was like he got knocked out. No, oh, so scary. Out. Man. It feels so now bad. that's two concussions in less than four days, like severe concussions. And somebody said like. You could die from that. Like, that's that bad trauma within four days. 
But the NFL saying they own you. They said they, they, they well they but they also said that they did follow the concussion protocol. I guess there's a, a computer thing where they look at your eye, looks at this thing. What do you think they can do even with boxers and fighters? Is there a safe way to diagnose a concussion? Because I'm sure some people can take stuff differently, hits differently. I don't know. Is there a safe way to? How do you do it? I you know it's a it's not my field. I was with a CBD a guy who was a brain surgeon, and I went to an, a talk that he had. And he was so excited, and he because he said that if somebody has a concussion and they did test on this, and they immediately when the concussion appeared, they gave him CBD. He says it was something like twenty four percent more chance of everything being okay. And I go twenty four percent, and he is like a little kid there. And he goes, I know you guys are looking. I said, but twenty four percent. This is the first test. It's gigantic. He says wow. normally it's like two percent, and he was so. Well, yeah, that, that's a oh, huge advancement in technology. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, but then don't put them back. You know, sometimes the heart, the dollar that you want to make, don't do it under the expense of of players. You know, I some fighters that you talk to, you know, I know a bunch, I'm not going to mention, but, you know, well, I, I can get mention Gary Goodrich. You know, he got hit a lot. He was always the guy, the gatekeeper for Pride Fighting Championships. Whoever came in, Mirko, Krokop, all these animals, well, he's got knocked out. And now he's that's a big problem. You know, can't remember oh. things anymore. And he's very vocal about it. That's why I mentioned his name. Um, hmm. But just but if you have kids, which he has, that's a, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. You know, in the UFC, um, what's his name? Just got one hell of a leg kick maybe a month ago. Oh, uh, oh, that was a deadly not, one. Not, not, not yeah. The, uh, Bass, the, how do you say his the, name? The good, good, real good fighter. The the big, uh, he, big he, black guy. Uh, one of the best leg kicks I've ever seen. Israel, I'd say, yeah. Or which one? No, N uh, Nagago. Engano. Yeah, Engano. He got hit with that kick, remember, knocked him out. Everybody went nuts. Yeah, got kicked him, knocked him oh, out. Oh, no, 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 it was, uh, uh, no, 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 it was the 185 guy, Usman. Oh, Usman. Usman. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. yeah. What a fucking kick, yeah, yeah. huh? Oh, uh, yeah. That was crazy, you know, <sighs> and he was just dipping into it, and, and, and he's got the, he got the setup, you know, that's... You see, and that's Usman. But Usman is a guy who is going to go back. Yeah. <laughs> he's an animal. Yeah. You know, everybody on the planet. I will, Listen, I've never been knocked out. I've been very fortunate, but I know I can. If you face a guy like a Miracle Crocop and he kicks you in the head, I'm sorry, boss. I'm going to go down. I mean, there's no way. I mean, there has to be. I mean, the only guy I saw, Mark Hunt, Unbelievable! This Samoan guys, right? They, they, it's they have a thicker skull than anybody else, right? It's 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 out there. You get to be the test. Evolution, yeah. He gets kicked full in the head by Krokop in the K1. He goes on one knee, stands up, and he keeps fighting. Oh my! I mean, God. you see, poof, the sweat from a shin bone. It, it like head. he didn't even get. He gets on the knee, stands up, and he keeps fighting. And I go, what just happened? He got kicked as hard as he can. But he looked fresh. Yeah. He looked. He didn't look. His eyes looked fine and everything. Unbelievable. So some people get take, but still, it's not good for you. There's a lot of fighters out there. Who was the guy? Um, I forget his name, and I hate to forget his name because he's a really good. Uh, I, I always talked about my striking accuracy. He's going to crush it. Um, with the braids in his hair, with all the colors. Oh, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. Yeah. One of my favorite guys. Love Unbelievable. One of my favorite guys. So. Uh, unbelievable pinpoint accuracy. Yep. You watch his his accuracy is going to blow me away by, by record, for sure. And he was fighting the guy with the blue hair from Australia. Remember oh, he beat that? the fuck oh, out of yeah. him. His, his face was bloody. And they should oh, have stopped. And everybody says down. they stopped the fight too soon. They should have stopped the fight two two uh, rounds earlier. That is, you know, this is going to keep on going. He wasn't defending. Him and so the referee just said, "Yeah, but he's still there. It's not good for him." 
He's it's got he's got to get payback at the end of his career. It's not going to be good for him. And that's the moment the referee when they complained that the referee stood in. I said the referee could have stepped in easier around before, yeah, if not two. I agree. Because once the pattern is there and it's constantly and he can't do anything, might as well stop the fight. Yeah, but there's always way. Yeah, we're here for the safety of the fighters, right? Let's protect these fighters. You work on your freaking head movement and on footwork, and then come back. You know, don't say I got a hard head. That's not a skill to have. <laughs> That's be having a hard head now, the dumbest thing to do now like with Ali right do you think a lot of what had ended up happening to him was a pre-existing condition not necessarily boxing I, I think a combination he didn't really get hit that much there. no but I get Foreman and I mean he had oh, some I right. Foreman, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about Foreman I was oh man yeah but no. it's like you know why him why why you know out of all the fighters that we could think of like you know, Tyson took a ton of blows. Yep. He's fine. Yep. Smart as a rocket. Um, you know, why do you think Ali... Maybe in is... training. You don't know what happens in training. You know, and some people... I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say. I was say, curious what, but it's, what your it opinion has, would be. It's got to be in training, but then again, it's Ali. Who's going to hit him in training, right? I mean, yeah. especially at the time, there was no animals like him. He's, so I think it's a pre-existing condition, and that combined... Together. That's probably something like that, but again, I'm I'm not a doctor, but I'm like you because him, yeah. Although I guarantee you, with Foreman and and uh, the ones some other fighters, uh, yeah, he fought one the Thriller other. Manila. Who was he yeah, again? Yeah, was that Foreman? No, uh, I, I, he Foreman, but there was another Frazier. One yeah, Frazier. I mean, he took it also to him. I think the best fight. I mean, it's not the most popular one. I think his name was Marquez Frazier and Tyson. It was just a real skill fight. It, it, it was early. Like, you know, no crazy, just really good boxing. Marcus, yeah, Mar Marquez or Marcus Frazier. I know you've seen it. That was a hell of a fight. Yeah, I'd have to ever. rewatch that then. Uh, pull up tab four. So you got to see this shit. So this guy come, this lady's walking out of McDonald's, I guess New York, Cali, wherever. And some dude's trying to, to rob her, right? So Lennox Lewis posted this. This guy was a boxer. Look at this guy. He punishes this guy. Uh, hit the, yeah, hit the sound. Might have turned up on Turn that down. Wow, watch. He's a boxer. Best. He's going to punish this guy. Which the guy on the left or the right? Uh, the white guy coming out right now. Two-year-old. Now they, they come out. Watch his stance when he comes. I guess they're fight. I don't know what the hell is going on here, but watch, just watch. <laughs> Look, oh, you see that bass? Well, yeah, accuracy. Now watch. There you go, and the power is still there. No, he's not done. Look, 93-year-old retired. Look, he's pumping him. Oh, I love this. Look at his stance. Look at his stance. Look, he's ready to go, bass. White stance. I love it. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Come on! And it's, look at this! Yeah. <laughs> Mads, look! Look! Mads, look! look. Oh, he just took, let's take a shirt off! He took a shirt off! Right. Look at him and look at his stance, Bass! Boom! Boom! Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh I love this! <laughs> He's ready to go! He's telling him to get up, Bass! <laughs> you still want to go? <laughs> the guy's stupid! <laughs> 
you think he would realize now that oh, he just gave him an opportunity. Uh, yeah, they I cut it on that because I think he really went to town on him there. <laughs> you see. Don't do that. I hope I, I can be a little close to that when I'm 92. I hope I can be 92. <laughs> how about that, right? Yeah. How, how about, and then he's hey, 93, he's taking his shirt off and telling the guy, come on, yeah. get up. You want some more? Boom. Yeah, you see, this is, uh, I, I love this stuff. Didn't miss a beat. His reflexes were there. Saw the punches coming. And he protected a, a nice lady just going in to get a hamburger. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, it's always at McDonald's. Bad day for that guy. I bet, <laughs> bet he had a, quite a few headaches <laughs> after that. And if he had any girls around, he's the he's the stalking of the laugh of the neighborhood. Yeah. You get beat by a 92-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh. how, how do you go back to- That's the, way back. That's how do you go back to, to a different city. <laughs> yeah. State. <laughs> They're looking right now for apartments. <laughs> Don't come to Florida, buddy. It's too expensive. <laughs> Idiots. You know- the, that's what I always tell people. Know, know, know the room. Know the people. Know, you know, if somebody takes a boxing stance, maybe should reconsider. And you yeah. think you escaped without any... Because, I mean, you're smart as a whip. You, how did you escape with... No, you're not... I mean, you're just quick as a whip. Yeah, no, just... Um, I don't... Just, I don't... I, I, if I... I don't like to get hit. I don't mind to get hit. But why would I let you hit me? So I always use head movement and just making sure that I don't get hit. You know, and if I get a hit, I've been hit in training hard, you know, guys like Peter Hizo, Peter Urch, you know, all these guys, <laughs> you're gonna get hit. I just never went down somehow, I don't know. I fell from buildings right on my head, nothing. I mean, I had some crazy accidents and somehow I got hit with a, a Coca-Cola bottle or a glass one, like a baseball bat. Remember those Coca-Cola? Those yeah. sucked. Yeah. And yeah. nothing. And, and it, the, the bottle didn't even break. So that then the impact <laughs> is even worse, you know. So, but yeah, I've been blessed with that, I guess. I, I don't I know. I guess you but... picked the right profession to go into if you can get hit with a glass Coke well, bottle. I never fought. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I never I fought Tyson. <laughs> so that's the real test, well, which you, I don't want to take. Which you're also smart enough to say, I don't want to. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm not that guy. I'll, uh, I know my limits. Trust me. So that that's how you probably did it. And you trained like a maniac. Constantly. That's it. You have to. You know what? Nowadays, everybody, there's a lot of these guys. You see a guy like TJ Dillashaw train. It's insanity. Now, how hard was it for you to actually retire? Very hard. Very hard, yeah, because I uh, I didn't want to retire. I uh, I miss it. I miss it a lot. I remember doing an interview just years after I stopped with uh, Michael uh, Bisping, and I went to his gym, and he was sparring still. And I'm, I'm standing there, and I go, oh, man. I wish, you know, well, four next year, Jews, I got plates in the front of my back. One wrong move. That can be bad. I always tell people, if in the street fight, don't fight me in the street now. Because I will not hold back. I'll do everything that I do in the street fight. Because I can't take the risk. Because if I get hit wrong, that could break my neck, could do some real freaking damage. So I'll, I'm going to go full on right away. And that was the ultimate reason why you did retire? No, no not before that. It was, um, I had an, uh, it, it's not tendonitis, uh, but it's a form of tendonitis in my, in my tendons in my arm. And my muscles are very powerful, my, my, I've always been, uh, and my muscles are too strong for the tendons. Uh, so I already had it all the way back in track and field with the high jump. I remember because now at the end of my career I realized, oh, I should have had that also with the shot put. I was really good, but I could only do a few throws because then this weird pain came here. And thankfully it gave me a six, seven year career in mixed martial arts. But then one day it came back and I knew immediately, okay, now it's gonna go. So I would, for instance, hit the back really hard and I would feel, it's very hard to explain, it's like, I would feel just that, tick. And then I know, oh shit. 
and then oh, no. within 20 minutes a pain would come you uh, there's nothing like it yeah it's intense intense pain and the worst part is if this is four weeks before a fight it will every i have 45 minutes to train because then it hits and then i'm hour and a half it's insane i would lose weight because i couldn't eat from the pain it was nightmare, nightmare. so i didn't i didn't want to go through that anymore so a lot of fighters that are watching this looking up to you obviously what what would you say to them when when is the time to say look enough is enough like i I made it to the UFC, made it to MMA, whatever it may be. It's time to go. Step out of it. Step out of it and uh, um, imagine you, you are your son. So now you're looking at you from the distance and now imagine that's your son. What would you say to your son? Get be honest. Out. Yeah, get out of there. And then you're going to go like, you lost four fights by knockout, you got to stop. Yeah, but I want to uh, wrap it up with a win. No. You know what they say in Japan? This is, I love this saying. If you were, if you win your last fight, why would you stop? That's what they say, and it's very simple, and it's true. You know, if you lose your last four fights and it's by knockout, that's a, it's you, you should stop. Yeah, but I want to win more of a fight. Yeah, what do you want to do? You want to fight a fight a fighter who's not as good, and then you win. You're gonna feel really good about that. Yeah. Of course, you're not gonna feel you, good you about go that because like, you know it's a big fighter. More or less than you, and if you fight somebody better than you, I mean? you're risking your brain. Pretty much. Be smart. If you have a family, you want to keep talking to your kids, you know, not have a speech impediment or something, just get out. Set the ego to the side. And again, this is easy for me to say because I had all the injuries, but if I wouldn't have had my injuries and I would be faced with that, I might have been the same. So, mm -hmm. but what I realized, I, that's what I always tell my daughter, whatever situation you're in, it doesn't, with fighting, it doesn't matter, step away from it and see yourself as somebody else. What would you say to that person at this moment? And there you have your answer. And, and you gotta be honest. Don't yeah. be biased, you know? It's, no, that's me. No, it's not you. That's a person you love very much. What would you say to that person? Or the best. Don't call <coughs> five people and ask them their yeah. opinion until you get the one that you want, right? That's, it's, see, <coughs> that's same what thing. people do. And if it's one out of five, that show, no, you lost that one. Yeah. Because the other four said no. You know, but they always took <laughs> that, that one that says it, it's okay, right? Yeah, but he, he said it's okay. <laughs> you can yeah. always find a doctor who okays it also. Yeah. There's always a doctor. Now, if you, you could, know, if, you, okay. if you could come out, if you came out of retirement right now, let's just say we're giving you this power, you're going to come out of retirement. And my neck and is completely pick, healed. You could pick one fighter at his same age, same age as you. So they not when they're younger, not when you're younger, but you want to fight one guy right now. Who would you fight if you came out of retirement right now? If I similar if, age or similar thing, who do you think you'd want to fight? Well, this is it's it's just a thing for me. I always want to fight Ken Shamrock one more time. You know, and Ken's a good friend of mine, and and he knows I'm saying this. And it's always because when he came to Pride, I said I'm going to go out of retirement for him <clears throat> because to him I lost it was my last loss. And um, and he beat me twice actually. One time, uh, so so. But after that fight, after the last loss, that's when I started focusing on the submissions because I lost that fight by submission, and then man, I became obsessed and I won my next eight fights by way of submission. Now I changed everything. So then with those new skills, I said, okay, I would love to to fight him. But both of us now at this age, it's not going to look good for yeah. the people. <laughs> <laughs> and and my neck, I I simply can't. But if my neck, even with my neck, would be. Yeah. perfect and my arm will be perfect because I this arm is much weaker than my left because of the neck surgeries it's atrophied also Ooh. it's uh yeah if you see me in the gym this is 15 pounds and with the other one I do 45 so yeah. this people look at what is going on but that's just the, it's just the way it is right that's just the way it is but you still accomplished just about every kid's dream you know he was in Grand Theft Auto 
what? That's my kids. He, he was a game. cameo. In How the <laughs> hell does that happen? I did all the that's and PlayStation and PlayStation too. It's it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I can't TV believe show. it. I yeah. can't. Tell me how this happened. Grand Theft Auto. Tell me. Well, it's the is the the guy who made the Street Fighting uh, clip for to, me. The that. bang bang dong dong that. Yeah, that's the guy. He 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 gave me ninety percent of my jobs. No I call. I, I emailed this guy. He never reacted. I said, "Obviously, you're a fan. Go to my website because at the time I was selling everything: gloves, shin guards, pants, whatever." I said, "Pick anything you want. I'll send it to you." I said, "Because you have given me a really good income here." So uh, that was it. That, that was Grand Theft Auto also. And, and, and what you don't know is that I did all the motion cap also. How do they do it? So how do they make it? So you walk in, is there a green screen or you put a body suit Well, you on? saw the TV show I had, right? Yeah. In it. Yeah. So that's, that's, the TV show. that's a fun. There's two 10-minute episodes, uh, which you have in the safe house on TV. But then I did also with the little balls, the, the motion uh, caption. Yeah. And I changed, and I, I said this last time in an interview, we changed, We made history there. Because my buddy and I, Amir Peretz and I, we came in to both do it because all the carjacking and everything, the fighting you see is all us doing that, you know, in Grand Theft Auto. And uh, they were wow. letting me hit the air. Can you believe that? And I go, dude, you now. shouldn't let me hit the air. Let me sh hit something. He says, what do you mean? I say, because you can tell that I'm not connecting. But if I hit something solid, you're gonna be, trust me, you, it's gonna look much better. So I did my combinations without it, and then I say, okay, look at that, and let me now hit, and my body was standing there with tie pads. So you see now the impact coming back. <laughs> and I heard him scream, Rah! and that now from that moment, every fighting game started doing that. But before that, that was never done before. Mm -hmm. So we changed it there. How long did it take to make that game? Like, like how long did that process take? For us, it was only three days, oh, only four days, I think. And four days the editors are the ones, or the builders, yeah. coders. The builders like, is, oh, I wouldn't want that That's a year, year and a half. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of work. That's, you know how big that is? That's as big as your UFC career. It yeah. won 600, uh, it, Earned six hundred thousand dollars the first weekend. Yeah, and, and they're on Grand Theft Auto like ninety right yeah, now. Gus <laughs> the Grenade plays that game. It's it was an Irish guy, <laughs> Gus the Grenade. I called him, <laughs> and uh, he was such a funny guy. And he was he was in the the, the 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 guy who took care of everything. He was a very funny guy, and we had a good time there. I mean, stay in the hotel, Val Kilmer, everybody. It was it was cool. Val Kilmer. Was, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I did. I didn't want to walk up to him because I I heard that he. Was a hard guy to to sometimes he was rude, and that was not a moment. I know myself that if you're rude to me, I will say something rude mm -hmm. back, and then if it escalates, well done. Phil Kilmer has a problem. Val Kilmer, you know, <laughs> that, that's a tough that's a tough thing. Even even for you, you know, in the prime and Mike and anybody else, it's like you can't even go to dinner. You know, you can't do anything, and yeah, it comes with it. You know, and all your. But that's success. why I don't want to go up. You know, yeah. But when I see him first, I say, "Hey, man, I just want to say you." I'll say, "I just want to say, love what you're doing." And I say, and most of the time, those guys go, "Oh, you're boss with it," and then you know they recognize if they watch fighting for sure, they know. And then you have a little bit of a conversation. But I and as for the eating, 100, percent I will no, never right, do that. Right. That's so disrespectful. Yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, and then if uh, Grand Theft Auto wasn't enough, PlayStation too. Did I did. A, I did. Uh, what was it? Uh, w. WCW versus the world or something? Oh no no no! They put they uh, they took my character for that, but I didn't get anything because it was a copyright. Yeah, issue there was some something, something took that, but I did uh, the Pride Fighting Championships. We did it with uh, uh, the commentating also for the UFC game. They yeah, had a Pride mode. We did that as well. Thunderdome. Uh, Thunderdome. That's what they used to call me. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you had two major. major yeah. 
but that's huge. No, but the biggest the biggest one was because that I was not involved. They just stole my my character. But the, who cares about that anyway? The Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto was my like thing. I love time. That. Yeah, and it was a cool game. You know, I would something like that. Yeah, that would be always cool. Yeah, still I mean, to do. Yeah, you can never. You know, you you can never forget that, and and that just takes you to a whole other level. Wow. Yeah, it is. If you think about it like that, you see, I, I, I never think about these things. It's sometimes when I look back on my career, I go, I did some no, cool no, stuff. Fast. Think, think. <laughs> You're yeah. in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I know. That every it's, kid it, on the planet owns. Yeah. Yep. Every, I don't want to be sexist, but every guy that has a PlayStation, Xbox, or whatever has Grand Theft Auto, and you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> but that that defeat TV show that I did in there, yeah, I think till this day is one of my best works. I, because I really enjoyed doing that. I literally had to pe send the people outside, because they constantly started laughing and they mess up the scene. I say, dude, I want it to be natural uh, because I, otherwise it comes out rehearsed. And what I did, I had the script, and I would say a sent a whole sentence, but I would stop in the middle of the sentence and then restart that same sentence like it's the beginning again. So when you hear me talk, it's like complete psychotic. It's like, what is he saying? You know, and when I start challenging the people in the audience, who wants a knife fight with me in the audience? You're like, this wild, uh, and they just came out. But every time when I say something that people started laughing, I go, please go out, you know, let me get rid of this thing because otherwise it's- Let me get uh, this out of me, right? Yeah, I, wa I just wanted to come out not rehearsed. You know, just let me do it and see what happens. And it came out psychotic, and that's what I like. That's why, uh, that, that's why I had so much fun with it. So you're in a video game show. All, you were also in a documentary, right? With uh, uh, Kerr. With Mark Kerr, yeah, with I did Mark that Kerr. also. Yeah, the Smashing Machine. That was crazy. Yeah, I was his trainer for a long time. Now, when uh, you compare, you know, doing a documentary, <laughs> doing a show, part of movie, video game, is it? Is all of those completely different atmospheres to walk into? I mean, obviously the video game. Yeah, obviously. but for me, it's never. For me, it's always having fun and laughing and doing. I whatever I do, you know what you're gonna get. I'm not gonna be sitting still. I'm not gonna be. There's gonna be action. You know, it's just it's my way. Ask my wife. She goes, "Can you turn it off?" You know, <laughs> turn it off. I can't. I I, I literally can't. Uh, it's and I don't know. And I'm, last week I told her I said I'm 57. I have no clue why I'm doing this because I'm suddenly I start yelling or whatever, and I. But that's just you. I can't if stop you sit still, you probably die. You probably just have a heart yeah, attack and die. A lot of people young. do. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Having fun, laughing is the best medicine, right? It's literally yeah, what they it say. Really and is. you listen to the doctors. It's what they say for stress. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to live the very old because I'm always And the only fun. ones that actually tell you that it's good for stress are the ones that aren't paid off by Big Pharma. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> if they say, hey, Bass, if you laugh a lot, you're going to live a long life. Oh, you're not taking the kickbacks. All right. I like you. <laughs> Take when this pill. You live more. Yeah. Okay, fuck you. Now joint. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're trying to kill me, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Now, do you still have the record for the, what is it, 70.6 accuracy? That's... Uh, yes, but but like I said, Sean O'Malley. Yeah. yeah, I think Sean O'Malley is going to break that record because when I see him fight, they go, "Oof, he's very good, uh, very accurate." So uh, yeah, no, he, he he's going to surpass that for sure. Well, what was it? How did you get so accurate? J just the constant practice, maybe? No, it's my fighting style. I'm a counter fighter. Uh, if I attack, also everything I throw, I throw to to hurt you. 
my concept is very simple. I hit you really freaking hard in the head, defense goes up, there's your body shot. I hit you really hard to the body, defense goes down, there's my headshot. It's very simple. You know, and if you commit to this point, you know, look at Tyson, it's, it's the same he does. You won't see him throw a jab, it's all power. That's not a jab he throws, it's a straight freaking punch because he's got the upper body rotation. You see, I just started looking at that. If, if somebody kicks you, somebody punches you, that's where everybody makes a mistake. Look at any fight, and when somebody kicks, how many people have their hands down? Well, you do that to one of my students, you do that to me, I'm, I'm gonna get you because that's how I train. I'm having my shin guards on. This is also something I started here. And so you see now more people started doing it. But all the focus mitts, and I'm wearing shin guards. And my guards, I say, I want you to counter, th uh, with, come back with a three. Three means come back with a hook cross, hook or a cross, hook cross, depending on what kick I make. So if I give you a left kick, you're blocking here, you come back with a cross, hook cross. So your block automatically is the load up for your counter. And once you start training that, I can be with my students and I hold them on the focus mitts, and out of the blue I can kick and they come back with the three punches. And then not only that, then I'm gonna start changing the levels on those punches. Okay, come back with a three punches, say. So that's a cross hook cross or a hook cross hook. And then I say something, I say head, body, head. And they know immediately it's gotta be head, body, head, or it's gotta be right, head, right. body, head. Body, head, head, body, head, head, or body, head, head. You see, I start changing on the hook cross hook, I start changing the angles. Then I say uppercut, head, body. Now suddenly it's an uppercut, head, body, or an uppercut, head, body, you see? I can really fast get inside your head and changing levels the whole time, and that makes you such a great counter fighter because a lot of, um, Everything that you see in fighting, if somebody gets kicked, they try to knock them out with one punch. And I go, why don't you make That's it a combination? Crazy, right? Yeah, well, and it works. But why not make it a cross who cross? Why not finish the- Why I, not I would punch punches with a kick? Like just from a boxer's point, I don't know UFC, but I would go both just to make sure the job is done if I see an opening. Yeah, why stop at one punch? Fuck that, I'm going all the way. But that's how they train. So yeah. if you train, a combination is going two punches in a kick, three punches in a kick, head, body, head, uppercut, head, body. You know, you start changing the angles and wrap it up with a kick. And then they also know, because there's another rule that I have, if my last punch lands to the head and I tell you to kick, it cannot be a head kick. It needs to be a kick to the body or to the legs. Why? Because if I hit you in the head, probably had both hands are up. So the head kick is not gonna be as effective. But the body is and the low kick is. If at last punch is a body shot, I want you to wrap up the kick or a low kick or a head kick because that's probably going to be open. Now there's exceptions to these rules, of course. Sometimes I throw a left hook, they block it in a weird way and then I make a left high kick. But these are exceptions, this is a small percentage. But normally, it's always, if I had three hooks to the head, why would I try to hit, knee you in the head? Because your defense is here. If I give you three hooks to the head, I'm gonna knee you in the body. body. All right, you see, right. because that's what opens up. It's a very basic rule, but if once you understand that, and you live by those rules, you're always all over the place with every combination. Well, we got some cl clips of your accuracy. I think it's tab three. It says his record in the front. When I, my coach would always say, look, go in and watch where he guards his chin. Yeah. And, and my coach would say, go in and hit the body. Just you're too, like, I'm not tall. So the weight class, okay, but somebody could be taller. So my coach would say, look, when you, cause I had one, one right and I could come with a left that would end you. And he would say, look, look where he's always guarding. Just always look. This is Golden Gloves. So this yeah. isn't pro, you know, but still, I mean, we're Golden Gloves in New York. Yeah. And my coach would be like, look, just watch what he's always guarding. And he, the fucking guy was right. And even if it took six rounds, I just pound at the body because eventually he's going to put that down. That's true. Yep. And especially if you hit hard yep. the body. And then I would turn him on the ropes this way because I was right-handed so I could tap with the right like this 
hit him with the the left in his weak spot because I don't need to go all the way, and then finish him off with a full right with my la- like going all the way yeah, back with my last. And yeah, because I was getting killed in New York. Kill- yeah. I, I, my mom, she had a, she was I couldn't look anymore, but I was down in points. Yeah. So last round it was all or nothing. Yeah. And I just went blazing, and boy, did I not! I did not look pretty for about a month and a half. I just threw right here. Yeah, but you, you do. I won. won. You won. Yeah, I won. Yeah, but I won. you see, but that, that's what you do as yeah. a fighter. You know, you you never quit. No, fuck that. My second fight, I wanted to quit because it was throwing up. I was really sick. They let me travel eight hours of the day. I might. Have, did I talk about this already? Mm. No. So they let me tra- travel for eight hours. You have to understand, I came from Holland to Japan. I slept an hour because nighttime is daytime with a jet lag. I don't want to take sleep medication. It slows your mind down and you have to fight. And then at eight o'clock, I, w- I fell asleep at six. At seven o'clock, they wake me up. Uh, I th- eight o'clock, I had to leave. Until three o'clock in the afternoon. Trains, taxis, everything just 100%. They wanted me tired, you know. And um, I told them, I said, I want to go to the hotel. Uh, no, you can't. I said, well, then I'm not going to fight. It's either I'm going to go to the hotel right now. I want to shower, and then I want to come back. I'm throwing up here. I'm <laughs> freaking sick. You know, my manager was carrying my uh, bags because I never had a coach. I always had a manager. I trained myself. So <clears throat> they allowed me to go there, but I, I was dead. And the guy catch, caught me in an armbar. And then I went to tap. And then I, because I was sick, I was throwing up, I was tired. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be there. But then I heard the audience chanting for him. And then my ego came out and I, okay, I got out of the armbar and I had nothing left, I thought, but I knocked him out with a liver shot, need to deliver. And that was the moment, that's the moment I said, I will never quit anymore. Or in your mind thinking that you cannot do it, all you need is one punch. And I actually did a really cool thing there because I used his breathing against him. So we were in a clinch and I took his uh, arm to the side so I saw him breathe. (sighs) And on the third time he's breathing in, I need him. Wow. And he went down like, and my knee is like, it's not even a super hard knee, but if you see him go down, oh, he went down you're because ba- he was breathing very in, aware. he could flex. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, but it was a necessity because I was so tired and that's why I was doing that. You see, so. I have no excuse. The the guy in the, the New York Golden Gloves, that guy was just, he was just a monster. Yeah. He was just a monster and I was down in points. I mean, you gotta he was go. just that good. And last round it was all or nothing. Yeah, but you see, and everything works in your favor at that moment because at that moment he's so ahead and the coaches, they're gonna say, just play it out this round, you yeah, know, and you're gonna to win, dance. you're way ahead and it's just to never expect you suddenly to come forward. Um, That's it, you can never let your guard down, man. Um, I, as a coach, would say, Listen, the only way for him to win is by knockout. He's going to come. If he's smart, he's going to come with everything he's got. That's how I would talk to my uh, students. Yeah, that's how my coach was. Yeah. He goes, here, I'm going to give you a sip of water this time. Knock him the fuck out with everything. <laughs> yeah. Just and go. a bunch of wax. I'm all, I'm, I can barely see his shit, and I just went head down. Going. Like yeah. I play football. My grandpa used to say, put your head down and run. Put my head down and just swing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. Swing for the fucking fences. Yeah. It's it's good when you look also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, wait me, I looked because I saw that long jab plenty of times. Yeah. Fucking rounds. All right, let's play a little bastard because this guy is just a beast. Oh, this is handsome. Good. Unbeaten in his final 22 fights. Oh, gee. That's a lo- Where did that come from? That's a long time ago. Somebody made that. Boom! Oh. <laughs> wow. That was an ugly fight, that one. <laughs> that was my front kick. Special front kick I had. 
my god, look how high. What's your vertical there? I had a really high vertical. Boom! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a pull to muscle. That's why I did that. So that's where you got the uh, <laughs> the the name. The what do they call you? The jumper? Root and jump. What's what was it? Root and jump. The, the root and jump. I didn't even uh, know I, I did that. That's some fucking high shit, man. That was after my first fight. I knocked the guy out, forty-three seconds, and apparently I didn't even know. Remember, I did it, and I started jumping to the because I used to do this for fun for my friends, and I jumped to all the corners. And then the next day, I remember walking on the street, the people started bowing to me, which was really weird. Like one in 15 people, one in 10, like, oh, yeah. They go, what's going on here? And then I saw the newspaper with a picture of me hanging in the splits in the air. And I go, that's me? Did I do that? And uh, and the guy knocked out below me. And he go, oh, that's how the people recognize me. And that's why it was it was so wild. Pass, that is so high. Yeah, it was, when I was watching that and, and clipping it to play it, I was like, Wow. And he kicked his legs good. out too, like Jesus. I jumped uh, six eight high when I was seventeen. That oh, was my high jump. Yeah, I was gonna be. Uh, that was my thing. Track and field decathlon. Now, when you watch that, does that bring back the moment when you see those little? Oh, I, I love it. But right now, with all the pains and everything that I have, I go like, I'm happy Ouch. it happened. <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, once I if I roll, for instance, uh, five minutes. That's payback five days. I'm going to walk really bad with my knees. I have no cartilage on my kneecaps. And and then everybody goes, oh, kneecaps, that's easy. It's the worst problem in a knee to have. Believe it or not. Trust me, I thought the same thing. And then the doctor will tell you. I went to Curlin Jope, where the, the biggest, they, they do the Lakers. And he says, I go, he wanted to bring my shin bone forward because then it would take the pressure of the kneecap pulling on my bones. And I go, uh, how, how is that going to work? Germany? Four months rehab and then uh, four months in a cast and I go, are you out of your freaking mind? And he goes, and he started laughing. He says, no, people don't talk to me like that because I, <laughs> yeah. I use an F-bomb, of course. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. But that's why... Uh, oh, sorry about my I, F-bomb. No, 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 I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I don't mind at I'm all. Working no, on no, it. I'm just working on myself. Don't worry. I, I don't let it... I was the worst. Trust me. I, <laughs> I, if somebody's not judging, it's this guy because everything I did wrong. So, no, no, no. Please. Uh, I don't mind. I, w what I do not like, though, is guys who have to do it three times in the, in one sentence, and then is effing guy giving the effing this. Yeah. I go, yeah. effing what? I go, it's, I go, it's, it's trash. It's stop. Yeah. You know, it's and then you lose the power of the word. Right. You know, if you if you once in the thing, it's got this, and then you drop on. Now it holds power, and now it's good. But if you do it every sentence, it's like an action movie, right? They always uh, you build it up, build it up, go action. You cannot have action the whole movie. Or there's no action. Yes. Yeah, see, so yeah. it needs to up and down. That's the same with speech so drop it one, but just do it at a good moment like when bass knocks <laughs> somebody on their ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop uh, the the trailer to uh the bass system so the, the bass when did you originally come up with it a while ago right yeah a long time ago so it's all like 12 years ago i saw a clip and then oh, you know, yeah. constantly updated right so this woman contacted me uh this is actually in her backyard let's uh, play this Patty. clip let's play this clip and then i'll explain it bass yeah this is, this is really cool and thank you again for sending one here. Oh, really yes. It. You're welcome, man. You're going to love this. 
Mixed martial arts legend Boz Rutan introduces his Boz Body Action System. The revolutionary Boz stand is engineered to disperse impact and withstand the toughest punishment. People walk up on the street to me and they say, man, you changed my life. And there's one thing I can tell you, that when you get the Body Action System, it's going to change your life, too. The customizable training stand with head, torso, and two focus pads and Boss's beginner through advanced DVDs to guide you is yours to try risk-free. That's cool. And you, know, you, really, and you can really hit it that hard. It's, it's, you can just go to town on it. Now, and I talked about this is actually a really great leader. You remember when I hit the back too hard and then my, my tendonitis started. And I, I believe there's more fighters. You hurt yourself on a heavy back because if you have a lot of power, eventually it's going to hurt, right? This, if you're two weeks before a fight, you're going to use the body exercise. There's no impact. You can hit as hard as you want. You can actually do bare hands if you want. That's true. That, body, that, that body bag used to hurt my shoulder. But that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, I and did. this, now you got all the aim. It's a real body. It's not like the focus master, right, of the box master. What, the, the thing with two here, two here. What you fight? You're fighting six guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're I mean, not in this Sweden. This is one guy. There's another guy. We're not in there's Sweden. A hook, there's a hook. We're not in Sweden. No, but uh, but, but yeah, no, serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one actually. But think about this also. Right? I I talk about this a lot, and um, a lot of coaches will do this, and they do it wrong. They hold the focus mitts, and if I say to you, give me a cross and a hook, they have the hands here. You're fighting two guys right now. Your real target is here. So now, if you're used to throwing a punch from there the whole time, and now suddenly the real target is here, you can't have power in that hand. Because if you don't rotate with me, you will see my hand going more and more and more to this. I'll force you to load up your left shoulder, because otherwise you can't generate power. And that's the same thing with here. If you box that punch here, and there's a hook, and there's a, now you're fighting already four guys. You know, your whole timing is gonna be off. Yeah, it's a cool little thing and to hit, but if you wouldn't really prepare for a fight, you have a head and you have the body. And the body is shaped in the, the way you have to hit it. Like you see the, the corners on the bottom? Mm -hmm. If you hit it in that angle, that's the perfect liver shot. And you hit it with the right to the body, that's the perfect uh, spleen shot. Yeah. And there's a solar plexus. So now you have a device where you can actually aim for your shots. Now you have a head, you can hit the temple, but you can also hit the jaw. If you see my head that I have on the body exercise system, it's all soft here, of course, because I hit the jaw, you're aiming. So all, the, all these spots on the system are the exact spots you would want to hit in a fight. In a fight, yeah. yes, 100%. And that, that's, that's what makes you good. And that's, that's great. Uh, and and, and there's no impact. So, you, listen, once we, we show, yeah, I have workouts for the people at home. There's a lot of people who, uh, there's a lot of fighters. Even McGregor talked about it. Play that one, Rob. McGregor talked about it that he uh, used to do my workout, the audio workouts that I have. Look at you going on that. If you want something to be done right, you have to do it yourself. And there was nothing Isn't out that there the truth? like uh, the body 100%. system. And that's why I came up with it, because it feels like a real body that looks like a real sparring partner with real targets. It's like it's designed for you. The boss is adjustable for your height. Use focus pads high or bring them down. In, out, whatever. And bada bing, bada boom, there's the body action system. I wish that I had it when I was still competing. Yeah, I do a lot of left because of my right arm is right not that good. And a liver shot. Ooh, let's do that again. Yeah, and you can really hit it like that, you know, and I, I can show you later also and, and, and do the workouts that come with it because the workout that I have is an audio workout that I used as a warm-up because I always thought about these guys who go uh, rope skipping for 20 minutes as a warm-up. Why would you do that? 
as a warm-up, why not doing punching combinations, something that you're actually going to do? Because now let's do this. I work out uh, 10 times a week. Now, 10 times 20 minutes, 200 minutes, 180 minutes, 3 hours and 20 minutes. 3 hours and 20 minutes, well, I'll do that over a month. What is it, 12 hours, 13 hours. Let's say yeah. 13 hours. 13 hours a month, you do something that has nothing to do with fighting. Don't you think those 20 minutes, it's better to throw punches and making combinations? You're wasting your time. That's what it, so And energy. You're not going to rope skip, you're going to fight. Yeah. So I came up with this workout and I made it on a, on a tape deck at the time, you know, just how you hear my baby in the background. <laughs> but everybody who came to me, he said, dude, that, make me a copy, make me a copy, everybody. Constantly. And then I realized, wait a minute, if I do what it was only three rounds as a warm-up, I said, let's make it 10 rounds. And then it became a workout. And then when I stopped fighting, I thought, okay, I'm going to give the secret away. I let everybody do it. So I made a whole workout of it. And you, that, have, you have multiple systems. Take us through the site because I, there's but multiple. I, yeah. I sold a crap load of these workouts. I mean, even, like I said, McGregor, they used to work out. I mean, p people at the Greg Jackson, I mean, a lot of people. Are, yeah, that's a really good workout. But they've really always been asking me for more. I have 18 new workouts already for, I mean, 10 years, and people don't seem to know. Once we start hitting it, I will play that workout on the phone because I have the level three boxing workout on this, and you're going to see what that is. You're going to go like, whoa, I want that. Whoa. Because I'm going to be all over the place, and it's all combinations that I tell myself to do. You know it's good when it says beware of fakes. <laughs> no, you, you, we have this problem. People no, don't but I mean you know it's good when yeah. you have to say that. Listen, this thing cost us... They were so angry at me, we want to bring it on the market. He says, no, because I'm breaking it. And if I break it, other people can break it. I don't want that. No, but they don't hit us you. I said, there's going to be fighters who are harder than me, 100%. I want it. It's got my name on it. Yeah. Body access system boss. I said, this is going to be good. So every time they were bringing a head, and you have no idea what goes behind this, right? So the head has a special foam in it. If it's too dense then the foam is too heavy. So that means the spring that's on it, now it's going to be all over the place. If it's too light, it's not going to move. You know, but I like this spring. Okay, so now we have to make the adapt, we have to do it in such a way that had like a, a thicker layer on the outside, a lighter layer on the inside, so that makes the perfect blend. But now the spring doesn't work anymore. So I got six hats again, all different springs, different. Do it. I, I think I tested 50 hats wow. all the time. And I said, no, 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 no. And then the glue stopped and this, and mm. everything went wrong. And then we found one factory. And suddenly I said, this is the one. And we got it. So that went years went into make, making this thing. Because if you look at it, you're going to go, oh, I'm going to break it. You're not going to break it. No, I don't you're not gonna I, break it. I kicked the freaking head. We, we just, and I'm not breaking it. We, we carried it half together to another room to do a little performance on it. And that thing is not breaking. No, it's not going to. You're break. not breaking that. So, and the movement with the bags on the floor, although I would say we, we put sand in them here uh, with me. I have to say I put steel shot in them, like half of them steel shot and a little sand. So then it, it locks it in better. But when it moves, it also takes the power out. You know, if something moves, if, if you bolt it into the ground, it's going to break. You don't want to do that. You know, because now it has no movement. It needs to move a little bit. You know, but after a workout, if it moved half a foot, don't worry about that. Be happy that it does it because you're not going to break the thing. So well, what is it that you use? You said that you put in the bags? Uh, steel shot. <clears throat> steel shot. Steel shot. So I came there, and this was a woman who was married to a Dutch guy, actually. And and, uh, and she heard about me. I was with uh, Lon Rosen and William Morris at the time. And he, uh, Lon Rosen is the guy from the Lakers, uh, the Dodgers, the, the band. Uh, the owner, Dodgers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, the, she only had two of these focus mitts. That was the idea. And I remember I walked in and I partied hard the day before, <laughs> so I had a freaking hangover. And I'm walking in there, 
introduce myself, say, first of all, I'm this distance, you're gonna smell it. I smell like alcohol, but don't worry about it. Let me see the product. I'm gonna give you a call back tomorrow and I will tell you what I think of it. I said, but then it goes into my brain and once I start thinking, it will be okay. And then the next day I called her back and I knew everything. I said, oh, this is no what this is. I said, we can make it better, we can put a hat and if you put it like that. And, and I started going over with that and she goes, how did you, you had a hangover? I go, no, I told you. I said, because I'm, the day that just needs to, <laughs> it gets in my head for a day and then I'm good. And then we started making the head, the body, and then the focus mitts on the side. So it became a complete different product. And like I said, it took a long time to make, but finally. And it was initially yeah. just the arms, right? It was just the head just and the, the arms. No, just two, two of those things. To, to focus me. That was the original. A stance with two of those things. That's it. And then I made the head and I made the body and I said, let's use those focus mitts on the side. The focus mitts on the side are really cool uh, because if I say uh, a number, let's say if I have six, head six, that's a combination. It's three hooks to the, or six hooks to the head. But if you have the body action system, I tell the people to hit those side things because once you do that, you're really igniting your core. You know, it's really good. Because you've got to turn everything. Constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly. Wow. So, that, that's, that's why those of, things are... A lot you, of thinking into A this. lot of thinking. And if you want to kick a lot, I would say kick uh, the focus mitts. I kick the head, but I know how to kick. Every fighter that knows how to kick, kick the freaking head, don't but worry about it. you don't know how to kick and you're trying no, to learn. No, because if you pull it through the kick, yeah, you're going to break it eventually. You know, But if you go, bam, and you pull it back, well, I can show you, I'll kick the freaking head and it, it won't do anything. You know, But if you really want to go to town with kicking, I say, just take the focus mitts, just to be sure. And front kicks you don't want to do on that body. I wouldn't do that. I would do only knees to the body, roundhouse knees to the body, everything roundhouse, and then to the head, head kicks, front kicks to the head, whatever you want to do, and all the punches, of course. And then you have, the what, the deluxe, the times two? There, there's a it. couple different versions. Or you can, just kind of two now? Yeah, for me personally, uh, I just have the head and the body because yeah. that's what I use the most. Because I'd, and I have other workouts in where I say jump right and then on the butt you jump right and then I let you do combinations on the, the focus mitts which you can also hit with hooks and uppercuts because now it's a thin target to do uppercuts you still have to aim so it's a really good for your, it's really good for your aim as well and this but, is something boss that I mean you don't have to be a fighter right you can just be someone who wants to exercise 100% right? just to get house, a good workout wives, a lot of people are using this because it's it, once it stands, it's very easy. That's true. A, a lot of housewives, they're, they're, they're looking for something yeah. with all the shit going on. Especially when COVID hit. I <laughs> yeah. mean, we start selling these things like crazy. I know you did. And then what happened was we had a student who we, we were streaming live uh, workouts every day with COVID for like two months straight. Every day we did workouts five days a week. But sometimes my the, 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 the lady where I did it with, because I wanted to be a woman, so then the women get also inspired in the world and they want to work out, not only guys, Right, but if she couldn't do it, I would do it on the body action system, of course. And then that's we realize, oh shit, people actually start buying the. We didn't even do it as a promo, but that was actually the best promo ever. I was gonna say, like, how much do you think if you were doing, let's just say, again, not for fighting, just to, you know, follow it. Say we did uh, twenty minutes. How many calories do you think you're burning? You uh, go to the website because she'll we'll figure it, it out, yeah. and it's on there. Yeah, yeah. she with sit up. She she compares all the things. She's Which a website? very smart lady. She's the woman who did uh, what website? Ionic Ask. Breeze, the Razor Scooter. She's uh, what website? Uh, Bodyactionsystem.com. Yeah, that's it right here. Yeah, we're on. Where where should on we go? It. That's it. But if you go to a different, if you buy it, like say on Amazon, oh, I see. Makes because we only sell it here, and some people bought it. Yeah, you break that thing. And then we get the complaints. They say, "Why did you buy it?" Yeah. And I say, "We bought it on Amazon." I say, "You should have bought it from us. It's not us. It's a bootleg." 
So, on Amazon, really? Well, Amazon and other websites, they have bootlegs, and they, they you wow. break them. Because like I, I said, know. it took me two freaking years. I to thought break. Amazon verifies their stuff. Uh, well, sometimes not. No, I believe I you. No, yeah. no. Wow. That's yeah. good to know. Just now, be sure. I have, by the way, I have gotten some shit off there <clears throat> that I had gotten, say, at a store. And yeah. it seemed a little different to me, but, you know, you talk yourself into it like, no, nah, it's just me. But yeah, now you saying that and a couple other people, too. I, I've heard that before, but not not something like this. Wow. I saw a gym full with, of these things, and it, we didn't sell it. I them. can't believe Amazon doesn't yep. do a more duty check. Go back up to the top. Yep. There might be some. Any other links you want to uh, hit up here before we go uh, test this thing out? How it works, I think. Oh, the X-Link, that's a new thing we have right now. It's uh, you got trackers on your. Yeah, arms. I saw that and, last night. Yeah. When I was, and you when can I was also you can track uh, how many punches you throw and all that stuff. So what, you could download the app. Is that yep. how that works? So yep. Break that down for me. What it is so everybody knows. The X link is you go. Fucking tells you right there. Yep. Tracks your uppercuts, hooks, strikes, footwork, wow. knees, kicks, speed, G force, time, scope, total hits. That is that's the, cool. That is yeah. that. That's the cherry on top yeah, of that. Yeah, that's thing. that's cool. Yeah, because then you're busy, you know. And you can also, if you say, well, you write oh, it today down. I want to hit the back. Well, you, oh, I would write it down. The, the back, you can do uppercuts. So that's what the great thing about this, you can do uppercuts. So cool, and all the time. So what? I, that's about a twelve-year process of making. Well, no, two years of making, but we 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 sold it for a long time. In the beginning, it didn't really sell because people, when they see it. But then the testimonials start coming back. Plus, uh, we say this, you break the head, we send you a new one for free. I misspoke. I should, <laughs> I've seen it around yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I've seen, like when I was looking for good videos, you know, to, to show, yep. I saw it from 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. So that, that just good. shows how dedicated you've been to this. To yeah, To continue yeah. to improve it over 12 years. What's what after the link? <laughs> What's after the app? What's the next uh Upgrade. We don't. We we want to make that uh, like the peloton, you know, so yeah. that you can compete with other people in the world. That'd so you know cool. yeah. who throws the most punches. I already did for fun hitting fast for one minute, see how many punches I can do, you know, and then see if other people can break that record, which they can't. I mean, because I'm 57 years old. <laughs> you got to get <laughs> this, in the metaverse. This guy's so much faster. Than you got to get in the metaverse. Yeah. Could you, is that possible? If yeah. I put those metaverse glasses on and had that, sure. and somebody else had it. How, sure. how would that work? I don't know. So you mean virtual reality? Yeah, yeah like sure the Facebook meta glasses thing. Oh, so like you could it. put glasses on, and I could be front row at the Canelo fight. Okay. And I can, and it, I, it's as if I'm really there. Like I can really see the sweat. You everything. can look to the side. Yeah, because sure they have a, they have a camera there, and you're basically tuning into that one camera of million gazillion people. Yeah, and it's so cool. You got to look into that with this because that'd be cool. If you put this in in the metaverse, that'd be cool. Oh, ho, ho, bass. You should send the text right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. there's so much stuff to do that we can do. It's and these and these damn metaverse commercials, they're so unhealthy, you know, because it just locks people in a room. Yeah, but, but so appealing. Yep. But if but, you're working out at the same time, yeah, then it's that's not as unhealthy. Exact. That's that was yeah. my point, Rob. Well, thank you very much. I like it. You're welcome. So, so let's go <laughs> test this out for everybody so that they can see it. Let's go to the other yeah. room. Yeah. Let's All go right. to the other room. We're gonna go there right now. All right, Tommy. So uh, I think that uh, he should go. Eh? Move out of the way. Can you I'm move out of the way. Move out of the way. Go on quicker than you can. I wanted to push because now I want to show you guys at home what you can do with the body action system. Now, normally, like I said before, I don't use these, or when I want to work out my core, I do use these because they're really good for those kind of punches that really activates your core. So it's really good to have upper body 
rotation because that's where all the power comes from. All your counters come from there, counter comes from here, it's all upper body rotation. Power in your hands, power in your legs, all upper body rotation. Now like I said, you can punch every punch, right? If you hit solar punches, you have to aim. Here's a screenshot to the right, and if you hit it in the shape that it's made, you hit the perfect body shot because a liver shot is not a hook. A liver shot is not a straight, it's not an up, it's kind of a combination of everything. It's like a punch that you dig in there and you want to come out here. Because if you give a hook to somebody's body, just a hook and he does this, you're going to miss. But if you stab it in there, he can move back whenever he wants, you're still going to clip him. Now of course the head is great because you can do uppercuts on it, but that's always nice to throw an uppercut on the head. Like uppercuts cross or an uppercut head and they go back to the head. Or for instance, like I said, you can simply kick the head as well. Tough. And then you can put whole combinations together, whatever you want to do. Now, I can put on, if you want, a little workout, a little boxing workout, right? So watch this, this is me. Welcome to the boxing workout. Looks to be liver right hook. Okay, here we go. Most left hook liver. You know, so that every time you only have to add a punch, otherwise it's going to be way too crazy. Now remember, watch this. Your body, body with every, every punch you make. make. This three is important. Three left hooks, three left hooks. Don't do one, two, three. I want you to rotate that upper body with every punch you make. Even uppercuts constantly rotation. Okay, here we go. You don't have to learn this game because this is nice. <laughs> Feeling bass? That's a hell of a machine, man. It's a little bit of a workout there. <laughs> you still got it though. Yep, it's still working. You know, as as you can see, I always tell people: once you see me hitting like that, my right don't look too much at my my right hooks and uppercuts are a little less because of the arm of the atrophied here, uh, which makes it not as technical as my left. So people go like, "Hey, I see a little weirdness with the right hook." That's the reason, and, and we're doing it when we did it in a conference room too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like we're doing it in the in the best uh, <laughs> no, circumstances it ever. But it shouldn't you know? It shouldn't matter because you, you, a fight can break out anywhere, right? Anywhere. Even in the conference room. Oh, it almost <laughs> did. Believe me, it you almost can put did. It right here in the corner. You can. That's the great thing about it. It yeah. really is. You can put it just anywhere you want. We have one in the gym, because the reason is um, in my uh, in the room where I teach. Uh, because if an odd number in class, like if you have 17 people, one person is without a person, and then I let everybody rotate on the body action system. So they have every time they have the same target, they can do they do double the amount of work because normally it's back and forth, right? What you do, and then you have double the amount of work. So my way is always say, hey, listen, if you're a sissy, don't go on the body action system because as soon as I say that, that means. Everybody's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse psychology always works, right? And, and just so people know, we had it here in the studio. 
And us three, we moved it to a conference room. Yeah. Well, so no, we, no, we went to the beach. We went to the beach sand. and got more sand. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah, yeah, and that was my fault. Not enough sand. <laughs> but the, the durability isn't that bad. We moved it. Yeah. No, it's easy. You can flip yeah. up the, 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 the legs as well. You can walk around. Listen. And I'm not saying that because you could beat me up. I'm just saying that because it's the <laughs> yeah. truth. That we just did it. I had some guys who did <laughs> the legs to the fr like here while they're facing it. It's falling over. I go, are you stupid? <laughs> I mean, if you try to... Uh, Heavy. Yeah, it, no, no I, I, it makes no sense. It's like taking my back leg away. Yeah, you can push me backwards. Look, I can't put a table together, but I even I know that. Yeah, but that's why I, you remember I said, I said, did you put it well? But when I saw the picture, I go, oh, thank the Lord. The legs need to be like that away from you, of course, because they need to have the impact to stop it. But some people put it up. Oh, and I said, what do I do? I said, well, the, the only thing you have to do is literally unlock the body. Flip it 180, head 180, and you're done. Just look it's at the easy. manual, the picture of the fucking machines That's on it. That's it. I don't I read instructions ever. I had a guy who got angry at me when I said, no, it's, and I didn't say anything. Are you I didn't say anything. I said, no, the legs need to be in the back. And then he got angry. I go, officially, you'd say, dude, I'm really stupid. I'm sorry that I didn't see that. But somehow his ego took over, and I was wrong because he didn't have he didn't see the picture on the front. I don't understand people sometimes. Yeah. And then you also have the O2 trainer. Well, that in combination with the body exercise, right now, yes. when I when I used to do the body, this is 100% true story, they can put me in a lie detector. When I used to do the body exercise system, I got really tired in the beginning and my breathing was good. Now I can do 10 rounds with boxing, I probably don't even open my mouth. And it's 100% because the- Alter your nose. All three of us. It's, it's that good right now. And it's just simple for the people who didn't see it yet. I'm going to keep it short because we talked about it last time. Otherwise, oh, you're going yeah. to get sick. It I got a, your I got a lot of uh, direct messages. Is there, yeah. is there a difference between the green one and the blue one? What do you think? <laughs> yes, there is. The color. One's green, one's blue. <laughs> I could show you. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Somebody asked me. I can show you. Can you show me how to assemble this? Can you show us how what to do I say? That, what do I say? See? Nice. I don't know. Pull this off and put another one up on it. And just so you know, these holes are different sizes. Why would they maybe Hey, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean? Yeah. This is like and I can you make a video on how to assemble it. I go, mm. I almost don't even want to do that. I do it, of course. And by the way, thank you guys for asking about if they're different, but it's just the color. It's just the color that yeah. means everything is good. It's like buying a, a, a red Porsche or a black Porsche. <laughs> Car is the same, it's just the color is different. And a red one, you're going to get pulled over. Pulled over, never buy a red one. Remember your parents used to always say never buy a red car? You remember that uh, the Stacy something who killed her friend, boyfriend? Oh, uh, who, who rented a red car and yeah. she says, I don't want a red one, I want a white one what because she did Stacey, uh, oh, you have to Google you that. You know the crazy one the who stabbed a boyfriend in the shower? Who, who drove with gas cans so she didn't have to pay on the way over and then still say that she wasn't it. Yeah. it was she, she wanted she wanted uh uh what's the thing you put in to put put the the grill for the grill propane he went to get propane right where like he i don't know where it was you got oh, where was this at was oh, i don't know it, somewhere in america she's in i don't know if his name was station it was after this we'll go it's a crazy yeah. story yeah it's but, just funny but uh, let's go to, we went through it last time, but go through it again just yeah. briefly, yeah. So the only thing, for 95% they already touched it of the people breathe wrong. I was breathing wrong when I was a professional athlete. Once you start breathing correctly, which, like I said, 95% doesn't do it, 
you you can get up to five times more oxygen in your body. It's a huge difference. You really, if you are doing a sport in, uh, where you need endurance, you'll be a complete idiot if you don't do it. That's it. Like I said before, if you're a, a coach, the coach of the year or so, if he doesn't do this, he's not the coach of the year. This should be your number one priority. It's a very simple thing. If you have two fighters equally skilled, the one with the most stamina is going to win the fight. It's simple because they can keep pushing. Sure, he might get lucky and maybe knock him out with a punch there, but if this goes deep into the ground, the guy with the most stamina. Two teams equally, equally in skill. The team with the most stamina is going to win. Stamina in fighting is the most important. <clears throat> sure, technique is good, but once you're fighting, your technique should be good. But then the number one priority is your stamina. And this is so much difference. For me, it is so much that it's your idiot. That's why I'm screaming about it. That's why I'm constantly talking about it because it's it's just something that you it have works. to do. It, it works. It works. I do it every single day. You can go to Boss Rutten's O2 Bootcamp. It's a Facebook page and you will see me. I just did it actually in the hotel here because I was traveling and I couldn't do it this morning because I was up at 4.30. Um, and, but I did it in the room again. You know, every single day. So you can go all the way back till... Woof, 2015 and I've been doing this for uh, oh no 18 I've been since May I've been doing it for four years straight every single day I might miss 60 all right now That's show everybody how, how you do it okay so what I do is a very simple thing the one with the flap where's the one with the flap oh here this is a flap opens up so I put it doesn't matter on what side you put it by the way I like to put it on the right that's what I just do for people if the jumping logo is on top I put the one on the right this is it I face it down so when I blow that it doesn't blow in my face but it doesn't really matter so even if you want to cool down a little bit do that <laughs> doesn't matter if you want some air right <laughs> and then you're going to breathe in with resistance most people start with four five or six those numbers are standing for millimeters so let's start with the number it's on the cap I should have, the, number four. You have to look a little bit in good light, you'll see it right away. Number four. And what you do is now you just, just do breathing exercises with this. So you co completely exhale. There's two breathing exercises, one that you attack the front breathing muscles and one that you attack the back breathing muscles. Because what we don't know is that we have breathing muscles all around the body. What people don't understand, for if you didn't see the first episode, your lungs are two bags with no muscle in there. Your lungs cannot do anything by themselves. If you cannot expand your chest, you cannot breathe. That's it. You're dead. So when your chest expands, it's not because you put air in them. When your chest expands, that's how you pull the air in. It's a mind warp. It's like really weird if you think about it because there's a vacuum between the body and the lungs. And when you expand your chest, that vacuum opens up your lungs and that's how you breathe. Right? Of course, it goes really fast. So if you're training your breathing muscles, which nobody does, because by breathing you cannot do it, you need resistance. But boss, if I do it a lot, like I breathe a lot, yeah, you will work about a little bit, but it's the same as doing biceps, right? That's if I do good. biceps curls with no weight, yeah, I can do 500 of these things to get a pump. But if I use a little bit of weight, and that's what this thing's going to play. You ain't doing the 500. Yeah. <laughs> not, with, not with this one. So you completely exhale, put the thing in your mouth, it's all the time in your mouth already, and then you inhale with force. So I, I just do it two times, so you see, it's. it's it's a very simple concept. And the big thing is when you come up. When you come up, that's the big thing. How he's coming up to, to hold in. Always coming up. The reason I'm leaning over is because if I crunch my body, I'm forcing my back breathing muscles to start breathing because I can't expand this side. 
But then when I start coming up, I'm all the attention goes to the front. Now I also want to attack only the back breathing muscles. So one day, every day, today I do front breathing, the next day I do the back breathing. This way, the next day when I do the back breathing, my front breathing muscles can rest from the day before. The front breathing muscles are very easy. It's again, you completely exhale and then you fall with your arms, forearms on your legs, just like this. And you completely relax yourself. And then you breathe in and then you focus on your back muscles to expand. And it's really weird when you just think that, you will feel your back literally coming up. And Bas, the most important part of this uh, technique is the coming back up, right? For for that first exercise, yes. yes. For the second one, okay. not. For the second is this. What I'm doing this when I'm, I'm pressing air out of my lungs, and then when I bend here at diaphragm level, you press pretty much all the air out of your lungs. And then when you inhale, relax all your muscles, because a lot of people, they come back to me and they say, my, my neck hurts and my shoulders hurt and it doesn't work. I go, that's because you're, you're straining. Because now when you do with a high resistance cap, like for instance, I put a number two on it, watch what happens. But what's that second blowout that you have on that one that you didn't have on the first one? So when you came up the second time, you kind of exhaled, and then there was another, like, push out. Yeah, so I do... Now all the air is out. Yeah. If I bend at the level, the diaphragm is located at the bottom of your ribcage. Bend there, because that presses all the air out of your lungs. Okay. And then you inhale. So the more air you pull, push out, the better it is. Think about this as well, because a lot of people, they want to make it a race. Like for instance, I started, um, I, you do 30 repetitions, and it, you, you should time your 30 repetitions. It should take you between three and four and a half minutes. If you go below three minutes, you need more, res of, uh, more resistance. If you go over four and a half minutes, you need less resistance. So, and repeat again, just so everybody knows, the millimeter, the higher the millimeter, the more resistance. The, the, uh, the, the number one is the highest. Okay. One millimeter. <clears throat> one and a half, we have two, two and a half, and then it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight up. I started with number four, and it took me 30 repetitions, and you can go all the way back on my Facebook page, you can see this. It took me three minutes and 45 seconds to complete, the very first time I did it. And two years later, I told my wife, I'm gonna put that cap on one more time to see what I can do now. I did it in 55 seconds. Hmm. So three minutes 45, I went to 55 seconds. So now my breathing is freaking insane. What it also does, it will force you to use your breathing muscles. Because other folks, we're breathing like this. If I tell you to take a deep breath, you look in the mirror, you do this, <sighs> this thing's gonna change your life. And 95% of the people will do this. If you do this, you first of all, you use only 20% of your lungs. Second, and the densest, most rich part of your lungs is at the bottom. But second of all, your traps, your neck muscles, your shoulder muscles, everything is working to to lift up that weight, to, to breathe in. And posture, yeah. I noticed and, posture. And especially posture, especially singing, they all use this. I sell this to a singing academy in Australia, actually. So it's important that you complete and relax every muscle. And if you start straining with a high number, like this is a high number, a lot of people do this. Thank you. <laughs> Try and to fucking suck it. They're going to kill themselves. You're going to hurt these muscles. Yeah. But once you get the technique down, you relax every muscle. Like I literally feel these two bones 
going out. And if I'm at the end, I feel my lungs inside, I truly feel this open up still hmm. because it's the vacuum that I created. It's a crazy thing. It, it looks, you go like, oh, this is it? Yes, this is this it. This is it. No. Now, now, did that come from the problems of with you asthma. as a kid? Yeah, with asthma. Because I realized that after an asthma attack, week in bed, I would always break my running times in the track and field. And then I was at the doctor, and I saw a pair of lungs on the, on the wall, and I always thought that an infection in your lungs is in your entire lungs. It's not. It's in the airways that go to the lungs. And it showed an infected airway, and it showed a healthy airway. And that was the idea. I go, oh, I've been pulling air in through an infected area. Therefore, I've been training my lungs because I, I was a kid. I thought my lungs were doing the work. Uh, but I was training my breathing muscles. So then when the infection is gone, and then for a week long, I was breathing <gasps> through a straw pretty much. Now my breathing muscles were very strong. So then suddenly... Yeah, I start breaking my running times. Plus, what it also does, if you need more air, you will be forced <clears throat> to use your breathing muscles. If I try to inhale with a heart resistance cap using my chest, it's not going to work. You don't have enough power. You need all the power you have, and that comes all from your core. Push your belly out while you're breathing. And that's it. You know, it's a very simple, basic idea. It will change you. It will change everybody. You know what's so interesting? Some of the best inventions, some of the best songs ever written, sang, whatever, are from trauma. Like you were a kid, you had an issue with breathing. Like I told you, more people come up to me about the podcast with you than any other one. And they always go, I don't know how Bass was. He might be the best, and he had asthma. Yeah, crazy, right? They, they don't understand what you really had, yeah. you know. But they're like, he had asthma and he just leveled people. But but see, if I had that time, you, I, I have videos of me that I put on a website in a world title fight and the book corner see me, <laughs> I was completely breathing wrong. If I would have had this freaking thing when I was competing, oh. dude, forget about it. I can just keep going. I mean, Leo de Machida was talking about it. He had COVID, but he was doing it for four months. Every day, he's got a freaking habit that he doesn't break. That's the karate guys, man. They develop a habit and they won't stop. <clears throat> he was outworking his students who are competing in the UFC and Bellator and Elevay. He says, boss, I have more stamina than, than them after a COVID attack. He says, it was insane. I've never had this before. I have the voice message. I can let you hear it if you want. I'll pay for a Mack truck of those if you can get Mike Tyson to get back into the ring again. Oh. I'll buy a Mack truck to send to him if we can get three or four more fights out of him. Oh, that would be something, man. I would. <laughs> well, he might. I mean, it would help him. It would help. It, it sure would help everybody. Would. Why do you think people, though, don't like, again, we talked about it the last time. That's like the last thing I ever thought about breathing. Why do you think it's like that? Like we think, oh, train your muscles. Because you've been doing it your life. All these guys want more stamina. They want longer workouts, and they, they don't want to spend four minutes. Four minutes a day. Yeah. And if you work out twice a day, do it before one of the workouts. Warm up. Your, and by the way, you don't have a, a second wind. You're immediately in a second wind because we found out that second wind is your diaphragm being warmed up. So I literally do it now before I go do 10 rounds. I'll do it this first because I don't even have to open my mouth. It's completely warmed up. Now, this is one big thing, and that I just recently found it out, and I believe I said it last time as well. This is very important for every athlete to know. If you start doing this thing, you're training muscles you never trained before. So imagine that I'm telling you to carry some heavy stuff outside, but I let you first do a biceps exercise. You think it's going to be easy to to carry things no. outside? No. That's the same with this. You never use your breathing muscles. So if you do this before a workout, and then you're going to do a stamina workout, you're going to go, boss, this works against my work. Yes, that it is. But you give it a month, 
and then your breathing muscles are updated, yeah. and then it completely flips. It's like it's like guys who don't do legs, and they decide, okay, now I'm going to do legs, and you can't take a dump for but, a week but because you're so sore because you haven't worked the legs. Exactly is that, is that you over there? That's me. <laughs> you know what the thing is? Also, what I would say to a fighter, if you're a fighter, the next day you want to start doing it in the evening first. First in the evening for a month. And once you're breathing, because then at night your muscles relax and they can heal. And then the next day, you'll feel the benefits immediately. But don't do it before a workout, not the first month, because that will actually work against you. What about a singer? Would a singer do that before they were going to go on stage? If they've been doing it for a long time, yes, yeah. 100%. Because I, you're warming I up your diaphragm. I see how that could help yeah. a singer more they, than a What fighter. you said, uh, that woman told me, it's posture. Mm -hmm. Because the good posture is standing up straight. You know what your diaphragm does for you? Yeah. People have no clue. Oh, yeah. It massages your heart. It massages your intestines. It aligns your back. I mean, back problems solved. I mean, you should read the reviews. There's people, and on my website, you can go to science, and there's published medical journals, which means I cannot doctor a published yeah, medical journal. That, that yeah. goes to I a read, website. I read medical journal all the time. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they will, the oh, look, and this is, I was on the Tim Ferriss show, and he clicked on it. I say, for fun, put in the search bar on the medical website, inspiratory muscle training. You will have 1,500 to 2,000 uh published medical journals pop up and they all confirm what I'm saying. That's that's why it blows my mind that athletes are not doing it. High level athletes are. You know, the the, the Olympians, they're doing it. That's what I always talk about, Rob. Um, whenever we have time, pull up medical journal and put that in because I read that all the time. Yeah, and just click on the link. Oh, you do have the link up. Yeah, there. yeah. No, any link, uh, let's say, uh, uh, yes, that's it. Click on that. That's the one I read all the time. Oh no! Uh, okay, go back. Sorry, that's that's one that I I. I uh, it's okay. You just go back to the other tab. Yeah. Yes, I take uh, effect. Yeah, right click yes, click on that one. That's in the it's see this now you're in the publet.org and now yeah. put in inspiratory muscle training. Inspiratory. Inspiratory, yeah, muscle training. And I'll click search and I'll watch what pops up. We got already two hundred and five. <laughs> <coughs> yep. All, all for asthma, for older, <coughs> and every single one of them is going to confirm what I'm saying. I mean, blood pressure lowers. I mean, your cortisol level lowers. I mean, it's insanity what it is. And all those doctors, they're third party doctors. They're not uh, lobbyists. None nope. of that. None of that. That's why that's the only. How thing does I that? Read. How does that work? To explain this because I don't. I don't really. Know so what this, this is is an. Uh, Bass can Good to hear elaborate it. on it as well. So it's a bunch of doctors that don't go with the grain basically a bunch of doctors that do their own case studies okay. themselves group all around the world sure. and then they all together like a lot of doctors they don't want to go against the grain because this doctor believes this and they don't want to change the books to make it simple these guys say hey those guys are idiots there's new shit out here that nobody's paying attention to that saves diseases all kinds of stuff and all around the world, they come together. They do real third-party case studies with no Pfizer paying them or anybody sure, else. There's no, yeah, there's no influence to say this. Yeah. The National Library of Medicine does not allow any big pharma, and they verify whoever's posting. It's a bitch to post anything on there. I mean, credential after credential, background check, who you're dealing with, who comes into your office. Like, it's a whole thing, right, Bass? Yep, 100%. Ex perfect so what you're saying. Everything on here is real case studies, not like the 100 case studies and yeah, then, yeah. oh, that didn't work, so let's put it over here. Yep. This is hundreds of thousands of case studies around the world from top doctors with credentials through the moon that aren't with the bullshit, 
and they go on here. And that's where you, this is where you can find the most updated uh, shit. Wow. Am I right, Bass? Yeah, hundred percent, and that's that. for everything. And I then don't you think go. I could have said it better. <laughs> no, 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 that was, uh, was perfect. You know, it's perfect because especially when you say they're not influenced by big pharma, because a lot of these people are, you know, because they get extra, they get right, money right. for it. So then they, oh, I can write this for you. No, no, not with this. This is what you see. This is clinically proven. Once you're on here, you can say it's clinically proven. Absolutely. And at what age would you say someone could start to train? Great question. Today, my wife called me and she says, there's a question, there's a kid for five years old, the father was asking if he can do it. And I said, he can, lower resistance, don't go too hard because muscle training. But the great thing about that is, that kid at five, he's still breathing correctly. At five and a half is the age when they become self-conscious. I was talking about it on this show. And when they start believing, oh, if I breathe through my belly, um, they might think I'm fat. And then they don't breathe. They start chest breathing. Very and then sitting down all day because true. they go to school, they got the belts on, and they go to the doctor. What I said, stethoscope, take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And they put the stethoscope here. So you think your lungs are here. They're not here. They're here. This is where your lungs are, the whole part. You know, if you maximize them, up to five times more oxygen. Like I said, you know, we don't have to stay on yeah. it. If you don't, this is it. It's it's your fault. It's your mistake. Yeah, I mean, it, it's on there. there. There's nothing more to say. There's nothing more to say. It is what it is, and, and there's the proof. You know, 205 right there that you can see right now. It's page one of two, oh, 205 pages, by the way. Five pages. Yeah, so see, that's why this is so good because every every doctor that did it around the world that did a case study on the O2 there. trainer, every single one posts their own post and then all those doctors together, they all read it and then they start researching even more. Yeah. It's a great, way. I mean, it's the yeah, best I'm gonna website. I'm going to start looking at this. I never, I never did. And then to top it off, this guy was in Here Comes the Boom. Hey! Yeah, boom! Here comes the boom! What was that like working with Kevin James? Kevin's a longtime friend of mine. I, uh, oh, I just hang out uh, three weeks with him. Uh, he did a stand-up uh, tour. I was traveling with him. He's a great guy. He's yeah. a great guy. He lives here very close. Does he? Del uh, yeah, Del Rey. Oh, and, um, How'd that movie come about? How, like, I w I'm always interested to know how these things come about. Listen, I've been training with him since 97 when I came here. He used to watch my fights uh, together with Joe Rogan uh, through pay-per-view, the fights in Japan. So when he found out I was here, uh, his management called and see if I wanted to train with him. And we immediately realized we, well, he's the same as me. We have the same craziness, the same <laughs> uh, jokes, and, and it's it's hilarious. So we became very close friends, and we've been for the last 25 years. Uh, so I remember, I never asked him to be in anything because I never want to break that friendship. Yeah. Uh, but he already stopped putting me in the King of Queens, and then he stopped putting me in a small part here, small part King there. Of King of Queens? Still? Oh yeah, I did a bunch of, I did uh, Kevin Can Wait, his show, I did 23 episodes with him uh, the last season. That's on CBS also, on a sitcom. Wow. That was a much bigger part. Uh, King of Queens had just appearing parts, but really funny parts. Then he started doing movies. I've been pretty much in every movie that he did. Uh, and then I heard about that he was gonna do an MMA move, but he didn't tell me anything. And I was not gonna say anything, of course. <laughs> and then somebody told me, hey, they're gonna start filming the movie, and I thought, uh, maybe I got to break this one time. So I, I sent him an email and I say, Gavin, I heard you're doing a movie. I said, listen, it's an MMA movie. Even if I'm a promoter for 10 freaking seconds, I'm going to be happy. And his answer was to send a script to me. And he says, you're Nico. And I thought it was one of these parts. And then the first time I appear in the movie was in the citizenship class in the, where I tried to learn everything to become an American citizen because I'm also a guy from Holland. It's very close to what I really am. 
And uh, I thought, oh, that's the part, I thought. And then suddenly I realized, oh, wait a minute, <clears throat> I'm going to be back. And then I realized, oh, I'm back again, I'm back again. I'm back. And then I realized it was a, it was an, uh, what is it, supporting actor part. It was one of the leads, one of the four leads. Uh, and that's how he surprised me, because he already had me in mind for the whole time, but he never told me. And until I asked him, I said, hey, listen, man, I heard this movie. Let me be like a Dana White or something, a promoter, at least, that I because it's an MMA movie. And then immediately I got the script. Now, and he says, you're when, in it. You're when, s- when you're friends with a guy like that <coughs> fast, right? When you're friends like with, with someone like that, and you don't want to ever ask him for anything because, yeah. because the friendship's more important. 100%. But when is the right time to ask when you kind of want to ask? How do you know when? Because you don't want to fuck up the relation, you know, the friendship. No, but it's then. the way you ask, you know. Yeah, for me, the way, at, right? And for real, at that particular moment, I didn't care about what part. If it's me, I say, hey, man, what's up? Blah, 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 promoter, and you don't see me anymore. That would have been good for me. For me, it was just like, the hey, love man, of the sport. Just for love of the sport. It's an MMA movie. You got to put me in, man. Uh, I mean, I'm friends with you. I would love to. Even if it's a, a, a one-line part, it doesn't matter. And I really, I swear to God, they can put me in a light attack. I, I didn't. I didn't look for a big part. But then he came with that part immediately back, and I was, whoa. So he that was in his mind the whole time, because if you look at the part, Nico, the guy I'm playing, is a Dutch immigrant who used to be fighting yeah, service, who went to a citizenship class, which I all I did here. You know, the only difference was that I was already a UFC champion. And there they made it like I had an injury, and then I couldn't. You see, that that's the only thing he changed. So that was a big surprise for me. It was you know, you know, I'm still thrown off by Here Comes the Boom. You know, I, like, I have such a great reviews on that one. I was so oh, so wow. stoked when I read oh, that, yeah. even from the big you know, companies. I went, I went home after our first uh, interview on the podcast, and I was explaining to my kids, I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old, and I s- mentioned your name. I said, who was on? And my son's like, oh. And, and then I said, have you ever seen the movie Here Comes the Boom? He's like, yeah, I love that movie. And then when when I showed him the picture, he goes, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. that's the that so, twist yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that was also funny because I had to say twisty, but I thought, so the first time I did a scene with him, I oh, said, you know, because- You knew he was in that last time? We didn't talk about it. No, but, no. but I, but he, yeah, he brought, he brought up a, uh, about being in a movie with Kevin James. Oh, I, I didn't looked, know what I looked it up. Oh, I see. And then I went home and that's what I said to them. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I remember yeah. the first time I was talking to was Kevin and we were doing the scenes and, uh, and I worked hard. I went to an acting coach, private classes. I was I, I, every scene I could do three different ways. Is it I was really hard. Prepared. It's hard. It's hard to be normal. Like the biggest, the biggest compliment I ever got is when somebody told me he says, "You just played yourself." And I had my acting coach tell me a long time ago: once people tell you that you act like yourself, that means you're doing really well because that means you're co- totally comfortable and you're you're relaxed. And so when somebody told me, he says, man, you, you just played yourself. I go, thank you. He goes, what do you mean? I said, no, thank you. Trust me. I didn't want to explain it to him. But that was the biggest compliment because that means you're completely relaxed and you're you're yourself. You know, that's how you are. If you meet George Clooney and, and Brad Pitt and so, he's exactly like you see. Or they play a character, right? That's a different thing. Like in the Snatch or something, you know, then, then that's a character. But if he's normal acting, if you talk to him in normal life, that's exactly how he is. Him. You know, yeah. it's only when they go outside the character. How about how uh, Dana White handled uh, the UFC during COVID? I, I love it. He never yeah. shut down. He moved it all down here. No, because he and, knew it yeah. was. Now he, I believe, even Fauci already said, "Yeah, we kind of went too hard on it. It wasn't really necessary." Yeah. I mean, everybody starts backpedaling now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's it's one of these things that um, Dana, thankfully, he, listen, you can say about Dana what they and want. Nobody got sick. 
and nobody got sick and the fighters got paid. They still had a job, you see? And they can say, yeah, but he's also doing it for himself. I know him, man. He's also doing it for the fighters. He's he doing it for to, both. You know, because everybody, yeah, yeah, of course it's good for him, but it's also good for the fighters. And especially, like you said, nobody got sick. Some people couldn't make the fight because they had COVID. They picked it up somewhere else. But not, but not, not there because not. everything was freaking with that. Uh, without, without, without UFC, what do they have? To, it's like anything. Like Without the NFL, what do you have? Uh, it's You have to have Dana White. What, what do you think Dana White did? so differently than the prior owner what, what was so good that he great about him that he just took ufc and just took it to that well they looked at the contender the boxing show where they were following boxers and then they later were going to fight and he says hey i'm going to do that with that mixed martial arts hmm. and then the ultimate fighter came and then you had the dream match between stefan bonner and griffin at the very end, which was an insane fight, back and forth, you know, went to a decision, both got the contract because that was just gigantic. They're both in the Hall of Fame just because of that, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what launched them. I remember I went to a Joe Rogan uh, stand-up show. I was in Vegas and I walked out and there was a kid standing there with some tattoos and he had a row of people uh, asking for autographs. <clears throat> so I asked somebody, uh, because I wasn't following the Ultimate Fighter, and I say, oh, is that a, a rock star or something? And he goes, no, he's in the Ultimate Fighter. And I go, whoa, okay, the Ultimate Fighter's mm -hmm. gonna do really good. I mean, he had 40 people waiting for autographs, and that was just wow. a guy who was on the show. Wow. And then when the final came, and Bonner and Griffin, they had the fight of the night. I mean, it was almost a script that. that was written. I mean, you write it in a movie, you don't believe it, right? I mean, that's how perfect it was. And that's when everything moved. I remember the first UFC had 200,000 pay-per-view buys around that time. And then the second, oh, 150. And the second was 200,000. And that was, that's big money, right? If you think about it, that times 80 bucks, oh. well, 40 goes to you. So that's 20, it goes, it's millions. It goes a lot of money. And then I believe it went down and maybe like, uh, that 80,000 here and maybe 125,000 and every, it wasn't really working and they put money and money and money and they put 40 or 50 million dollars in the, and oh, didn't go anywhere. Oh. So they, they risked a lot and then when the ultimate fighter came, boom, 600,000 and 700,000 and maybe back 250 and then boom, a big one and 1.5 million, 1.6 million, Colin McGregor, the answer to the record, right? Mm. Now it started, you know, those are big yeah, freaking numbers. Yeah, to get personalities. It was the ultimate yeah. fighter, man. That was smart because now everybody knows what a fighter has to go through. And of course, if you put fighters in a house with each other, it's going to be freaking. <laughs> it's like the, the real housewives. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I can't stand watching. <laughs> oh, but but somehow you want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a train wreck. Yeah. It's gonna, yeah. You see, but that's, that's yeah. what they base it on. I know. You know, and this, the last time also, when I was talking about the, with the, you know, when they have the same uh, faces, you know, remember we were talking about mm -hmm. that? Uh, and said, oh, so you don't think they're pretty? I said, listen, there's very pretty women in there. I'm not saying that at all. They're very pretty. I'm not saying that. I just said, you know, they work. They get the work done by the same person. Yeah. They're all they going to the, the same, same doctor. Same yeah. It looks the same. same. It looks the yeah. same. Same yeah. cheekbones. But they are same eyelashes. There's some beautiful <laughs> ladies in between there. So I'm not saying yeah. that at all. <laughs> you know? and, and again, and I'm not. I'm not judging about these things because live, even with me, look, because I got wrinkles and I look at my dad. I mean, he's really. So I'm going to be like that as well. And we're guys, you know. If I have less, that will be great. But. A surgery? I don't think I would ever do that because I'm I so afraid to, you know, with these actors that come back and then they're completely messed up. Yeah, he goes to the wrong guy. Oh. You could be walking around. You're gonna look like Joker. Oh man, I say, I don't even want to mention this, to get but the hands some out guys again. out there that completely. You'll be using that bass machine. It's a shame. Getting practicing, but 
Yeah. Last two questions. Yes. Uh, because I know I wore you out earlier. What um when when you went in, I, I guess it was when you went to UFC. I can never say the word right, but it, it was a big difference. Uh, pank pancreas. Pancreas. Yeah. Okay. What is pancreas? And then, how hard was it to go from pancreas to UFC? <clears throat> Pancras was a special rule. I wish always that uh, another company is going to come out and going to make that, those rules. Because a lot of fighters would say, yeah, but you had rope escapes, like in pro wrestling. So, for instance, this. First of all, you had eight counts also. And you had rope escapes. And rope escapes, that goes back to, like, pro wrestling. Because in Japan, pro wrestling and real fighting is almost the same. But, you know, this is fake and the other one is not fake. But they came up with this thing that if I would get in a choke, for instance, but I'm close to the rope and I can touch the rope with my hands or with my foot, they have to let go. Now, that counts the same as an eight count, so you get a point taken away, right? So at the end of the fight, if you grab the rope once and he didn't have an eight count or he didn't grab the rope once, the other person is going to win. So, it's, But you get an eight count. Also in MMA, there is no eight count. But now hear me out. From the organization Pancras, you have about eight UFC champions, and that was a small organization. And I'm telling you, the reason is because of the rope escapes and the eight counts. And now let me tell you, when you go to my, um, my, my Wikipedia, you will see that I have like 43 submissions. I won 12 times by submission, but I have 43 submissions. So if, I take, if somebody takes me down, I put him in an armbar, and he grabs the rope, I have to let him go, and we restart, we fight again. Normally, the fighter would have been gone, but now I have more ring time. I fight again. And hope we got him in a choke. He gets her up, back on our feet again. I fight a third time. You see how many times it should? 53. Uh, yeah, 53 submissions. You see, yeah. he attempted a record of 53 submissions. Those are the amount of submissions that I really had because I would submit somebody sometimes four times in one fight, but the last one was maybe in the center of the ring. And now you have to start different, thinking different as well because Slept now with his opponents. A record 46 times. <laughs> I yeah, think, but, I think you perfected that, buddy. But you see, I had more ring time, yeah. and all these fighters had. Guy Metzger, UFC champion, Ken Shamrock, Frank Shamrock, Maurice Smith, uh, Nate Marquardt, uh, I mean, so, uh, myself. There's so many guys from Pancras that came who became a UFC champion. And that is, I guarantee you, because of those rules. So with these rules was open-hand strikes also. Now, these rules were made for the Japanese fighters. The Japanese fighters are really good on the ground. Because they, they can knock you out like a, in no. two seconds like this, right? They, or is no, that... not them. But they didn't know that I used to train like this as a bouncer. Because I saw my hands, my friends uh, Deadly. break Weapon. their hands. You know, in the, in, in the street fight, you fight three guys, you're not going to aim for the jaw. You're just freaking hitting everybody. If you hit the skull, you break your hand. Mm. So I go, oh, I'm going to palm strike. So I already was, I was hitting the bag already with palm strikes. And then they told me, because they wanted to adapt it for the Japanese fighters. If they have no gloves, it's much easier to go for chokes. But they're really good with leg locks. Let's put on shoes. Let's give them shin protection. So then, you know, the kicks are, because they weren't good strikers, but they were great submission guys. So all these rules were for, they were adept for the Japanese fighter. But for me, it was okay because I was knocking people out with my palm strikes. So for me to go from close fist to go to the UFC, 
Tint, that makes it even easier almost, you know, with the glove. I'm not going to break my hand. That's why the glove is invented, to protect the hand, right? Not the head. So I started just, that, it was an easy transition. And now I could kick somebody with no shin guards? Sign me up. And how are you going to leg lock me without, sh uh, without shoes? Good luck with that. <laughs> with shoes, that's very hard because they have a really great grip. Without shoes, it's going to be very hard to leg lock me because if, you, if I know to stay out of it with shoes, you're not going to leg lock me without shoes. It's not going to happen. What are they, do they have UFC in China or a form of it in China? No, they probably have. They have one championship right now. That's a really great show. It's not, it's actually in, uh, uh, what is it? It's in the other country. Japan? Angela Lee just fought. No, really beautiful. Oh my God, that I cannot. Uh, Malaysia? Nah, very. Uh, oh man, this is so bad that I don't know this now. I have a complete blank. One championship. I'll put it in here. One. Championship. I just took a I've been China. I've been there twice. I mean, shit. You would think China would be monsters yeah. at it. They, they always, you know, because they'll they, they cut the internet off at six. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. your kids aren't going to be on the internet. No, no iPad to put the kid to bed. You're going to have to do it yourself, parent. <laughs> this is saving here. This is so annoying. Yep, uh, it will pop up in a, in a second because it's a uh, Singapore. Singapore. Jeez, man. And it's, Singapore is. Wow, have you ever been there? Dude, I mean, I thought Japan was beautiful. Singapore, you can eat from the Japan also, but Singapore, clean. clean. You spit on the ground, you, you get fined. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, you can't use chewed tobacco. You can't, you know, like no gum. Or oh, you throw gum on the street there. <laughs> kill you. Uh, yeah, but, but you see what I mean. But it works. It's clean. And it's beautiful. Fear. And it's safe. Fear. It's a beautiful country. You love the people over there. I always say fear. Yeah, that's it. Always works. The belt, right? We were talking about it. Yeah. Kevin does it in one of his shows. He says, um, uh, in his stand-up shows, he was talking about, um, he said, remember when you got the belt? He said, the belt always worked. He says, always. till 40 BC, the belt always, always worked. worked. You did that one time, and that was it. And the next time, you don't even have to do it. You just have to reference to the belt. Like, what? You want to do okay, that? Okay, do it. I'm one of them. Worked. He says, all the time, everything worked until 1993 when some frail douchebag invented the timeout. He says it. That's uh -huh. why we love society. <laughs> he couldn't be more right. 100%. Remember that? He gets an ovation for the people. I saw, when I even saw my pop go like this, I you thought, go, oh, shit. Oh, and the way he does it is so hilarious yeah. because he says, right? no, Whoa. mom. I, he says, remember the first time when you got the belt? He says, no, mom, I don't like your meatloaf. It's dry. It's dry. But why is that, but that getting undressed? And, and no, and I don't want to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but you never did but it again. Never, it's, right. it's true. It's true. And when you do get in trouble, you say, Mom, please don't tell Dad. <laughs> please don't tell anybody. Please, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do the dishes. I'll do the dishes. Just you, don't tell. Yeah. You knew when your dad was getting home from work, too. It was over. And he'd walk in that door that and he'd look right. around and say, <laughs> yeah. what, 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 if there was any news to hear, yeah. I'm on the couch you know, <laughs> yeah. tv straight newspaper right here yeah. <laughs> i'm ready to go outside and freeze and catch balls but for three see, hours but, but it's true problem. it's like that's yeah, a problem. The problem. you're saying it because yeah. it's also with with the like i said you don't keep score anymore because then the parents get upset and it's like but oh it, you win the game i got the topper i said it to you the pro bowl flag they're doing flag football for the pro bowl the nfl oh. is doing flag football for the pro bowl and what does that mean? What? They're going to pull flags. Like they're not tackling. So the all-star football game is flag football. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, uh, you would think in, in kits maybe, but in... That's like, a, you know, fifth, sixth grade type of thing. Unbelievable. It's it's amazing. Unbelievable. Well, 
It's like with anything. You set them up for failure. That's what you're doing. But, but you, if you lose, that means you have to work harder. You see? And that's what you're going to have. Right when you leave school, you go to work, that's what's going to happen. Yep. Well, right? It's asked me this question. If you have a stove on, right? The stove is just on. You just got done boiling macaroni. The stove was just on. And as a kid, you touch the stove. What happens to your hand? Yeah. You get burned. It you hurts. Never do it, it again. It sucks. Will you touch that stove again? Or will you think, let me see if it's hot. Let me do a little. Yep. It's the same thing with anyone else. If there's no repercussions for anything, the stores, going in and taking $500 worth of beer, taking this or that, if there's no repercussions for it and you can keep doing it, people will keep doing it. 100%. And it will never change. If you say to your kid, you're an idiot. What are you doing, you idiot? He could go into school or yeah. she, tell the teacher, and the cops are at your house for abuse. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. It's my kid. I That's thought we needed to prepare <laughs> our kids for real life. What the and, fuck? And, and, and then if you send them out in the world like that. Don, good it's luck. It's scary. It's very scary. It's That's... scary because now they get hit in the face the whole time. And they're just with words. Oh, yo, but they said I could do everything. And then they You run. cannot do anything. No. They're gonna, it's it's going to be a bunch you of crybabies. You cannot be what you want but just because you say it. It doesn't work like that. And then how do you progress? Work for it. How do you progress? You know, That's it. Nothing changes. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that uh, the world is going that way. I hope it's going to come back, but most of the time with that kind of stuff, it's only it going to get worse. It gets worse. More pushes, more pushes. I, pushes. I have to ask you this because you know I copied everything. You were on Rogan six times? Yeah, something like that. Did you ever think he would get as big as he got? Did you see it? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I uh, Right away, the first time, you know, when you see a guy sitting there and he has zero preparation because he just knows a few things from you and he lets just the conversation go where it goes, and then knows about everything, and he knows all the names and the times and the dates. And I don't. And he goes, "Yeah, I just have that memory." And 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 but he he says, "I'm not smart," but he's smart as well. You know, putting one and one together, he's really, yeah. I I I could see that. It's the same with MMA. I said this is going to be the biggest thing ever. I was wrong for about seven or eight <laughs> years though, because I thought if four years from now, I said in '94. This is going to be giant. And it was 2006, I believe, then when it really happened. Because we need an outlet. I was talking about the movie The Rollerball, you know, the original Rollerball movie in where the whole world is peaceful and they have this one sport where people kill each other and everything, with, and that was Rollerball. I said, this is kind of like that. The, the, the world is getting more and more crazy. Let's just go crazy only on one sport, you know, so we can scream and we can let, of course, no people are going to die. We'll make sure of that but it's an outlet for people. Now you can script. My, my, my uh, sister-in-law, she went to a Thai boxing match with me uh, that, when I was fighting. And she was like, in the beginning, she was sitting there like, oh, she wanted to leave. And when I was fighting, rip his head off! Completely chased, immediately addicted to the sport. Love and that's it. what fighting is. And yeah. Bruce Buffer said at one time, really easy, he said, if you watch Wimbledon and there's a great ch um, pe uh, match going on and the fight breaks out, Everybody turns to the fight. Forget about these people. Yep. Something is with fighting, and what we're very—we always are mesmerized by who's the strongest guy. You know, who's who is the badass? Somehow, guys really are into that. You know, what a disgrace! They won't let uh, what's his name go on the uh, the tennis for what? Oh, that was what a for fucking the shot. disgrace! And that's the point where you would swear, right? What? what? Yeah. This, oh, that was a good run. Oh, they thank you. I don't, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> uh, Rafael, the Australian guy, right? Yeah, the 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 top tennis player in the world will not get the the, the vaccine, shot. and they won't let him go to play for the championship. Who won't? 
the the tennis, tennis, people. tennis player, one of the biggest tennis players in the world. Yeah, Google it. They won't let him go. Oh my god! And, and he, uh, he is the he's the top. But he looked at in Europe. You have 137 or 139 professional athletes dropping that after the shot, like yep. within weeks. Within weeks. And he goes like, mm, you know what? That's kind of weird. Nope. Maybe I shouldn't well, do it. Doctor Malone, who invented the vaccine, was yeah. supposed to come in last week, but the hurricane delayed it. But I had talked to him on the phone, which we already knew anyway. Yeah. That fucking vaccine, and he made it. And he's saying, look, women, you're gonna get uh, menopause early if you took it. it. If you took it and you had already had menopause, there's a good chance you're gonna start bleeding again. Men, you're gonna get the other one. The uh, starts with an M. Strokes. Well, uh, meta, meta. There was just an interesting thing I just read about, um, and I heard this from another doctor friend, that she had said to me that she's noticing she does a lot of physicals for kids for sports. They have to come in and get you know the breathing thing, the all that type of stuff. And she said she's noticing a lot more irregular heartbeats. And oh, yep, I heard that too. JJ Watt, you know JJ Watt, the NFL, one of the best linemen to play in the NFL. He just came out yesterday and said he had to get uh, what's it called arrhythmia when your heart's whatever and yeah, heart knock, murmur, yeah. knock murmur. it back into place or whatever they shock yeah. it. So they had to do that. And some people are saying that he got the vaccine and they think it could possibly be from that. I'm sure. Interesting. Look what they did to Aaron Rodgers. They That's destroyed him. However, he could practice during the playoffs. I, listen, I almost did it, and my doctor says, you can't, because I had Good rheumatic doctor. fever when I was a kid, yeah. and it affects my heart, a leaking heart valve, uh, and you have to really watch out for people. If you had rheumatic fever as a kid uh, later in life, she says, you should not take this thing. It's, uh, it's, it's very dangerous for you. I said, well, then I need a letter, like, uh, because I need to go to Holland to visit the family. My mother, she's, she had a stroke. But then check this out also. Um, my father, complete healthy, uh, already had COVID. They forced him to take the jab. Mm -hmm. And in March, he passed away with a stroke. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so sorry, sorry to hear that, yep. man. Sorry and, uh, that. of course, I'm not going to say, yeah, well, now I'm saying it, but that's in my mind. I go, is it that freaking thing? Because he was complete. He was taking blood thinners for his thrombose. How can you take blood thinners and still have a stroke? You see what I mean? I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, no, that was I'm a really hard one. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm a, I'm a devout. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I'm I'm a big believer that our bodies can heal everything ourselves. If you're healthy, and I am healthy, and I'm taking NAC, NAC. I think did I tell you about it? That that's the stuff they always should take because it pulls all the metals out of your body. NAD. NAC. NAC. When when a published medical journal came out that NAC was really good for COVID, a week later they took co NAC of the market. Think about that. Yeah. Well, they did the same thing with the monoclonal antibody. Everybody's they had millions and millions of doses. Yep. All of a sudden, nobody can get them because they worked. Yep. Crazy. I mean, it's scary, man. I don't know what to believe anymore. That's why I'm saying. I'm you not even believe. watching it anymore yep. because I don't want to get into discussions. All right. Well, on a good note. So yep. what UFC fight would you like to see in the next year? What what matchup would you... I think they need more <laughs> weight classes. I think they need to have more weight classes. Well, Pereira coming up now with Israel Adesanya, right? Yeah. That's the one because he knocked out Adesanya. He knocked him yeah. out, yeah. In Thai boxing. So can he do that again? And he beat him twice. One by decision, one by knockout. Uh, that's a great fight. Pedro Jan, he, I mean, he's going to have a crazy fight. Who's he fighting again? He's uh, fighting a really good guy also. Uh, good. Maybe Google that one quick. Yeah, yeah. That's going to yeah. drive me nuts. Because there's... Uh, I've been really following it. I mean, th that show, I believe it's November 5th. Who is it? Who might Google? Uh, uh, go UFC Israel Adesanya. Uh, upcoming fight. Yeah, just I say just that Because Adesanya. he's on the same show. Don't ask me how to spell it. <laughs> Oh, oh no, uh, Jan is also uh, the, the Chinese lady. She's fighting for the title. Um... 
And then Petalion, Petalion, but it could be a different show than I realized. But oh, oh, um, Poirier and oh yeah, Poirier. Rob, what's Poirier's? Uh, also Michael Chandler. Oh, Michael Chandler's good too. Those two fight. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be fight night. Yeah, I mean, it's freaking insane. Both these guys. Here, Pereira, UFC yeah. 281. Now look at the card, the fight card. This is a badass card. I really want to see that's this gonna... fight. Yeah, who's all on there? Which one is this? UFC. So many. UFC. 281. Oh, yeah. UFC 281. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. You're thinking. Good job. <laughs> Fight card. Uh, here we go. Right here. Boom. There's one there. Yeah, this is going to be. Fight card. Yeah, watch this. Carasparza's here. Oh, Whaley. Zang Whaley. And then Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. Dan po Hooker. Poirier oh, should take that, right? Dan Hooker. Animal. Uh, I don't know, man. Chandler is a, f and both these guys. That's why I'm saying it's going to be fighting car. tonight. That's a good call. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, Molly McCann, man. She's. I love that one. I what love, an animal actually, she is. She comes like to watching fight. The women fights. Yeah, they're good. Dominic Grace. I mean, this hey, Ryan Spann looks good, man. Yeah, he looks good. He's got some work to do, but he looks pretty good. Yeah, there's so much talent right now, you know. I just think they need more weight classes. They need a 235 or 230. Something in between there, It's right? too big, 205, 265. It's such a jump. It's too big. In your in your time, though, and I know this is hard to say, there's different weight classes and, you know, a heavyweight fighter and a lightweight. If you were to pick your top three UFC fighters of all time, who do you got? Ah, uh, yeah. Fast. No. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I, I, mean, nah, I know. You're like people, like no, no. You're, but you're very so, grounded. People always go, oh, you, well, you're like a top ten guy. I said, listen, if I'm in the top thousand, I'm of seven billion people. You're blessed. I'm freaking blessed. Hallelujah. Hell, hell yeah. You know, and they go, yeah, no, but you're much more. I say, I'll take if I'm in the top thousand. I'm happy. I'm good. Trust me on that one. So because the talent right now is so insane, like in the early days when I was competing. I was just good striker, good on the ground. My wrestling sucked, but it didn't matter because that's what the stats say. They would take me down. I never take, took anybody down, but yet I have so these submissions. You see, so that means that once I was on the ground, I was able to reverse them or go for a submission right away. Um, and but more, so I had two powers, so to say. Most of the time, when in my time, was a guy only jiu-jitsu, only wrestling, only striking. It was it was not mixed yet. So once I combined the ground and the striking. I started becoming very successful, right? And now everybody knows everything. They're great wrestlers, submission guys, and they're great strikers. You see, so I had that advantage. And now with me, there was no weight classes. I was just, you're fighting everybody. It doesn't really matter. Which for big people, but if you fight a big guy, that meant you're going you're gonna to be in, pay, in pain probably the first four minutes, but they're going to run out of gas much faster. Now you got Engano mm. fighting freaking five rounds you know, and no problem. No problem at all. <laughs> and taking mean? some blows too. So now, now fighting heavyweight, I would never do that because they're so good now. The talent is so uh, Who was amazing. one of the first guys? His ears got huge. He might, he might be the best. Oh, you had Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. Had, um, you know, Tito Ortiz. Ken Shamrock. Well, what about Matt Hughes? Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes. Chuck Matt Liddell. Hughes. George St. Pierre still in that line there. Pierre. There we go. Boom. St. Pierre, Pierre just needs to be in it 100%. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. always been. Right? I mean, what an animal. Yeah. Yeah, um, Pierre. Pierre. I used to watch Dan Severn growing up. I remember Dan Severn. Dan Severn? <laughs> yeah, Tank Dan, but Dan is a guy, man, I'm... 
Every time you see them, he doesn't age, this guy. Yeah, he's the same. Correct. He's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I go, what are you using then? I was on the podcast with him and Don, uh, and Don Fry. I go, what are you doing? NAD. You I, do? I would put money he's taking NAD, that IV. It's the fountain of youth. Wait, oh, so the NAD is called? Yeah, it's called NAD. It's like an IV. Yeah. yeah like somebody could, like, mobile IV people, or you go where you get. What like cost? 300 bucks, 400 bucks. It just takes two to four hours. It's a real slow drip. And how, how long does it help you? For a month? You do yeah, you have month? To do, like every month you do it. Uh, Fountain Youth, Energy, Hair, Nails. Wow. It's, it's, it's the best thing on the planet. I'm going to try it out. But after you after you do it, I mean, you're worn out because it, it's rejuvenating everything. Is that what Sylvester Stallone was doing? Yeah, yeah, he does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he does it with the boosters. So, like, he'll do the NAD, say, the first of the month, and then week two, three, and four, it's like a, a one cc booster just to boost. And they're all they all do it. They uh, have to. Yeah. Just look at just look at anyone who hasn't aged in twenty years. They've been taking you know, NAD. You, Everybody used to always say HGH. No. You know NAD. I, I'm I'm going to hundred percent tomorrow. I'm going the day after tomorrow. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I no, promise. Because I would you. love to try it. Uh, Rob Lowe. It, it, it does suck though. Did you see Rob Lowe in an, uh, in this commercial? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Dude, he looks like he's twenty years old. Lowe, Believe really. me, he's on NAD. It has to be. I has no wrinkles whatsoever. Well, so have, how can you? And it will take him away. Freaking uh, uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun. I just, yeah. I just, I just finally uh, watched it. <laughs> I thought I was in fucking 1986. It was a great show. I was, was waiting for Ghost to jump on the, I, the I couch will, again. I will say that they, <laughs> had, they, had, they had a picture. I don't know what restaurant it was around here somewhere. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, my buddy snapped it actually, snapped a picture of Sylvester Stallone and Al Pacino at whatever restaurant. And Sly looks amazing. Sly is unbelievable, man. And, and Al Pacino, he's seen a little better days, but sorry. Yeah. Al, but dude, Sly looked amazing. I'm telling you, amazing. It's, that, it's that NAD. It's that they call it. The, it's the fountain of youth. It it really does. It rejuvenates everything. It just sucks after they do it. Well, you remember when you you don't feel the greatest. Look, look at this. Look at this. Sylvester Stallone, seventy six years old. Yeah, and you see the movies like the last Rambo like and everything. It looks like he's what, like Rambo just came out yesterday. What I, what I he, like, he works, man. This guy's unbelievable. What I like about him is I remember years ago, and I'm going back maybe fifteen to twenty years ago, maybe not that long. But he was such a proponent of HGH. I remember he used yeah, to yeah. always talk about. It. They're like, he got caught in Australia bad. when you're heavy with him. That's bad for you. You know, that's the steroids. That's it's not good for you. It's not this. He's like, I'm telling you, it's good for you. It's it's something people should be taking. Yeah, he looks like a fucking genius. Mixing right that now. Yeah. with NAD, just real quick, and and then why not? Yeah, Go, Google uh, NAD IV injection fountain of youth. I'm telling, they're all all of them. All of them. They they take the HGH with the NAD. They fucking look thirty till the, they're ninety and they look thirty. The HGH I'm a little afraid of because it's uh, it grows everything. They say right. So what if well, you have a cancer or something? Well, I'm it depends on how. Well, you if, need to do blood tests, right? Before no, it, it's just like anything else. If you take it like you're supposed to, Bass, yeah, it's yeah. a great thing. But it's when you take more than you're supposed to because you take what you're supposed to, you're like, wow, this really works. Yeah, I don't have any side effects. I feel great. Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm not aging. I'm more endurance. I'm stronger. I can fuck better. I'm I'm a better lover, whatever you want to call it, okay? Well, how if I take double? <laughs> yeah, this is how you are. Now, now, right? now you have a liver coming out of it to here. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got two liver. Hey, anybody need half a liver? I got one. Prostate is <laughs> big as a freaking pulp. Oh, you could sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is NAD? 
It's uh, nicotine. Helps control cellular activities like how the body converts food substances to energy. Wow. So how cells react to changes and the repairs that occur at cellular levels. By restoring NAD levels in the body, NADIV therapy can help optimize the body be to better combat diseases and slow down the aging process. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that. See, look, NAD is, an es is essential for a healthy brain aging and cognitive function. That's super important When there important are to low me. levels of it in our brains, we can experience so symptoms such as Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, which will lead us into early onset dementia. You know what? I, I, I'm taking that uh, Argos, the, 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 the micro-dosing uh, uh, mushroom Mushrooms, things. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I heard it's really, really, um, really, 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 really ridiculously I it, good. I gave it to a friend of mine. I said, take one. And uh, he says, I said, trust me on this. You're not going to feel anything. I said, but in a half an hour, I'm going to ask you a question. And a half hour later, I said, Mike, pull out your phone. I said, go, go to your uh, text message, send a message. And he goes like, what the heck? It's so sharp. Everything is so different. What is it? Called? Yeah. So when you microdose mushrooms, Mushroom. microdose, microdose. You take a little zero point one. Yeah. What? So I take I take a microdose. Yeah. Okay. Half an hour from now, how do I feel? You don't feel anything, but you 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 look like if I look at your hair, I can count your hairs. You're sharp. All the discolors become more full. Everything becomes better you see everything wow. it's almost like it lifts a veil that we build up a through cloud the, a cloud yeah because for, think about this one time i picked up i took some mushrooms and i went to uh, coachella and we were there and there were like five six thousand people and my daughter was walking around there with another person and i'm looking and normally what you do is if you pass a crowd then your your mind, if it's not interesting, it automatically it, everybody is the same. It blends out, right? Yeah, because your mind, that's your mind in protecting and you. It, it kicks out the, the dumb shit, the dumb yeah. stuff. And I'm looking. I go, there they are. Like, we talk six thousand people. I'm going there they are. Immediately, I pick them out. I go, whoa, this is so crazy. It's so sharp. I guarantee you the. How long is the last? Oh, all day. My friend yeah. cannot take. Somehow he, if he takes it after. Uh, Two o'clock, he can't sleep even. He says, "I don't give." He called me because I'm telling him this. It's really amazing stuff. I have this. My right eye is 2020, right or 2025 even. It's very sharp because I have a fake lens in here. It's built in a CLE, complete lens exchange, because I have a bad eye on this one. This one, I read everything close with. If I take that, this eye is almost as sharp as this eye. Yeah, it's bizarre. And my friend called me. He said, "Boss, he wanted to grab it. He pulls on it." puts on the TV and he sees what's on TV all the, the letters and he wants to grab his glasses and he looks he goes he didn't need his glasses he goes dude I don't need my glasses and, and that was after taking that mushroom yeah, you have to really look at it. Argos that's they how, have a really good brand Argos? that's how Rogan's yep. doing it with no notes he, he's a big thing with uh, it, yeah, yeah with that yep so now that would explain how he can do that and just read and just sit down. Well, listen, then I'm going to eat mushrooms mayhem. all day long if that's the case. <laughs> 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 I'm going to try it. Fuck it. The company's Argos? Or the, yeah, company Argos. That's that's the one that I use. I, I guarantee there's some other ones, but these ones I really like. They're good. Yeah. Florida, make it uh, medical or something there. It's going to come. It's going to be free everywhere yeah. because it's helping people. Trust me. Yeah. I, well, they Colorado, they, they made it's it recreational. Already. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bass man. Well, thank you for all the time and the trip and coming even after the hurricane and everything got Boom. messed up. I really appreciate it and can't wait till you come back, man. Right we, on, man. You let me know when Jordan Peterson comes. Oh, I will. I might jump by because I'm, uh, I love that guy. Oh, so what? If he doesn't come, you're not going to come? <laughs> <laughs> I will. You want to take, okay. okay. uh, take this outside? You want to take this outside? Okay, okay. Call me. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. No, I'll fucking run. <laughs> is what I'm doing. <laughs> I can run, too. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm done for. Uh, Rob, can you pick me up at the ER tomorrow morning? 
<laughs> All right, Bass. Ching. Godspeed, guys. Thank you for your time, Thanks. sir. You're welcome. You better yeah. come back. I will come back. Thank I guarantee you, sir. you that. Yeah.